Bearcat Bounce Podcast. Back at it again. It's a beautiful Monday. Spectacular Monday. And all you know why, but it's also a Monday where I will no longer bury the lead and instead immediately welcome my pals and a very, very special guest. Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, Ryan Royer, and head men's basketball coach for your Cincinnati Bearcats, Wes Miller. Gentlemen, how are we? Couldn't possibly be better, Brent. Couldn't possibly be better. Wow. That's a static response. Best I've heard from you. <laughs> really. Good reason why. <laughs> yeah. Royer? Let's do this. Royer, how are we, dude? You're. I'm you're excited. Here. This is definitely going to bring up some energy after a down weekend uh, for the football <laughs> boys, but I'm excited to have Coach on here, get to, get to know him a little more personally. It's been a good weekend now. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you guys having me on as always, Chad. The work you do to to, to cover Bearcat sports, man, it's it's awesome. It, it it lifts up our programs, and so pre appreciate you. So it, uh, we don't I don't get on here enough for you. you just got to call and ask more, and I'll be on anytime you want. I also love that I look in your background right now, and I see Landers Nolly Duncan one behind you. I think that's Vic Locken in another it's picture. Vic, yep. So I, I, Octavia, I, Octavia Ellis right up above me. Love it. Um, I love it. There's a couple, a couple more around here somewhere. But yeah, it. you know, good to be on. All, good to be on with all you guys. I, the question I is, room, how short? I share a room with the with my girlfriend, so I I've got like a interesting painting here and <laughs> stuff, you know different things right here. So don't worry. Other rooms have everything needed. Okay, Aaron, we understand. Your little, your little dungeon <laughs> room there. Congrats. But Chad, Coach, but, how, how's your day been? It's been a good day, guys. Um, you know, it really has. And, and I, you know, the news about Aziz is is so great for him first. You know, I, I, I think I've been very vocal about it. The effect this has had on him, you know, like I, it, it hasn't made sense. It's been very difficult. So, Thrilled for him first, thrilled for our team because it makes our team significantly better. And it's had an effect on our team and uh, thrilled, thrilled all around about that. It's bittersweet, though, right, because Jamil Reynolds yeah. still hasn't got it. So that's what could be better for me. You know, I, and so I think I'm not losing sight of that is that there's still another young man that is one of ours that isn't cleared. And I feel for him, but uh, it's one step in the right direction. And I, I think it's it's big news for, for our team uh, going into our next game this week. Yeah. Thanks, Tonk. As yeah. always, appreciate you, buddy. With the $55 donation uh, <laughs> in honor of Aziz getting cleared today. Uh, take us through the, the scene when you get the call. Uh, I know it's there's a lot of uncertainty. We've talked about that. When, when you get that news, and Hunter, thank you as well, with the 1999 – uh, what's what's the scene like around the basketball offices when you find out that uh, the NCAA has cleared Aziz? Actually, we were we were in practice. Um, so, you know, Drew Adams, who's uh, him and Chad Dollar guys behind the scenes, have just been dealing with this on a day to day basis. Uh, I mean, since the summer. I mean, every day. When I say every day, they're they're in the weeds every day. Um, and our, our compliance, uh, you know, Trevor Wright, Grace Croner, like, I mean, they're every day 
dealing with this. Um, anyway, it's like not even abnormal now to be in practice and go, where's Drew? Cause I know he's taking some phone call, <laughs> you know, d- dealing with this situation. Yeah. So we, we were practicing and as soon as practice ended, you know, Drew, who wasn't there for 30 minutes randomly, again, that's gotten normal, which it shouldn't be, but, um, uh, you know, comes and pulls me aside and tells me, and I, I was emotional. Uh, you know, I, I was emotional cause I'm, it's been a, a long process. It's been difficult. And I, I immediately feel it for AZ. Um, and then immediately you think about Jamil, right? So that we were doing film in the locker room after practice. So we let the guys go to the locker room. I pulled AZ aside, you know, which was really special moment. And then, you know, pulled Jamil aside before I talked to the team, because again, I think there's a silver lining here. There's a underlying issue going on here that I'm, I'm very sensitive to that. Uh, and it was so neat. Uh, Jamil was so happy for his ease. Like, that's the kind of kids we got. You know, I'm really proud of that. Like, you know, you when I told the guys in the locker room, it was really special. But Jamil was happy for his ease, and that's that's pretty dang cool. And that's, I'm still a little emotional about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's obviously what, what was right. And, uh, you know, I want to commend you for really fighting for what was right. It was, uh, you know, obviously doing just the right thing is – easy to do, but you did it a bunch and, and very publicly as well. So shouts to you as well for that. But uh, I want to, I want to ask coach just kind of right off the bat, obviously we got a lot of fans that, that know about Aziz, but what are you most excited about what he brings down to the court starting on Wednesday? Yeah, guys, he's uh number one. He plays with unbelievable energy. You know, like, I, you know, you think about John Newman, like when you watch John Newman play, his energy is infectious, right? You just feel it. I, I talk about his presence a lot, you know, with our team. Like John Newman has presence, and it's there's an energy about him when he plays the game. Aziz has that in his own way. He's just got an energy about him that you just feel. Um, the things he does, he does at an elite level, guys. Like the things he does, he does at a world-class level, and, and that's going to be fun for our team this year. You know, his, his, his vertical threat and pick-and-roll situations, his ability to run the floor, his vertical threat from the dunker spot or down there on the baseline, you know, it's amazing. And, and our guys have started to figure that out over the course of the summer and the fall. So he does this finishing, is an elite level offensively. And then defensively, his ability to kind of cover ground and, you know, block shots and alter shots and guard different positions. You know, he, he again, the things he does, he does at a high level. He's a much smarter player than I realized when we recruited him. I mean, he has a really high basketball IQ and knows where to be and knows where the ball is supposed to be and yeah, knows how to execute things. He's really smart defensively. So there's a lot of cool things to look forward to. And you know what? He hasn't been with us on the court in games in six competitions. You know, the two scrimmages and our four first four games. So it's gonna, it's not gonna be perfect. You know, the, the first time he joins our team for a game because we got to work out some kinks and, and figure out how he fits in. And, you know, he's going to fit in. We're going to make sure of that, but fit, you know, get our team to kind of adjust to having him because he's such a, such a massive piece. So um, it, it'll be fun. It's going to be fun to, to, to hear his name called when, when he enters the game on Wednesday, I'm excited for that moment for him and for our fans. I, I think our fans will be out to support us because it's a big game anyway. And then, I think they'll want to show their love for Aziz. So that, that'll that be neat. He's going to play with great energy. Our team will play with great energy. 
Um, in fact, my, my, my concern will be, are we going to be too excited, you know, and so we'll have to calm him down a little bit, but it, it'll be neat when, when we take the floor on Wednesday night and he gets out there. I can coach offense with disease, throw it to the top of the square, <laughs> tell the big fella to go get it. It was pretty funny, you know, um, CMOS foot's a little bit sore, just I'm nothing serious, but you know, he, he had, like, he's got just a little foot and soreness. And, you know, when I, I said uh, to the team, you know, Aziz will be playing Wednesday night, you know, everybody celebrates. And I heard Seamoss uh, say, I don't feel my foot anymore. You know, that, <laughs> I, think the guy, I think the guys will be happy because, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's a team that pulls for each other and, and they like playing with them. Um, an old coaching friend of mine, he coaches a couple thousand miles west of here. Uh, used to always say you have to be able to dance all the dances. And how much does Aziz change that ability to dance all the dances? Because he is a menacing presence on defense. He's also, as we learned uh, in Utah last March, uh, as good as anybody going and catching the lob and, and scoring on putbacks. And I, from what I've seen in practice, he's he's gotten a lot better and developed that that turnaround uh, low post, like kind of hook shot. And um, you couple that with, you, you mentioned John Newman and, and what you have defensively uh, so far this year and, and what you've shown offensively. How much does he change that when you, the, the equation of when you look at your bench and you go, and I can play a lot of different ways right now, potentially. Yeah, I, a lot, guys. I mean, I, he changes it a lot. Uh, you know, and Chad, you're, you've been to some practices. He's just dynamic and versatile, um, you know, and I, I, it's not just him. It's, it's now, you know, it, it helps other guys like Vic, who I, I, I thought, I think people see it now. He can shoot like Vic can really shoot the ball guys. Well, now you, you know, it, it gives Vic the ability to roam out there a little bit and it's going to fear. It's going to free him up to shoot the ball a lot more. Um, but, you know, it, Odie's versatility defensively with diseases is really fun when you think about it. Like, they both can guard multiple positions, three, four, five, really, you know. So it's like the combinations that we've we've thought about when we got this team together in the summer. Some of that looks possible now. And again, still we're still missing one guy in Jamil because sure. he's pretty dang versatile as an offensive player. So, you know, but it, it changes a lot of things. And you know that like it'll be a process to figure that all out. But that's going to be fun. And, and I think our guys, our guys are going to enjoy that process. Like it's not like you know. Like the other night, I told Odie this. You know, we're right now in our front court. I said this before the news today to him earlier. You know, you get two fouls. I trust you like I trust anybody. You know, like it's your. I trust him as much as anybody I've coached to play with two fouls. But because of our front court situation, we just can't take that chance right now. I mean, then Vic is legitimately can't come out of the game if he picks up a third or a four. I mean, early. You know, early in the second half. So. um I do think that, like, there, it's going to help everybody in a lot of ways. I, I really do all the way down the line. Hey, I'm going to do this, Chad, because my iPad's about to die. I'm going to go grab a charger yeah. upstairs, and I'm going to plug it in before it dies because I don't, I don't want to get shut off here. So here, give me just, about, about a minute. Okay. About a minute. All right. We'll try and dissect the, uh, the, the posters he has in the background here. Let's see. Team posters. I don't uh, know what that one. That one posters. on the left is, is, I guess, maybe UNC Greensboro. Yeah, I see uh, UNCG. 
something, something, creeping something. on his room, man. Little, little press clippings. Gosh, I should I should I hang my uh, Cincy flag real fast? I think I got. I mean, you might need to do. You look bad. I look terrible. You look bad, mine. I, I mean, Roy, might be just as Roy, bad. you look the worst because you're not you're not even wearing a Cincy <laughs> shirt. Oh, I'm wearing a By the way, ah, okay. uh, fine, oh, fine. By the way, thanks to Connor, uh, the technical wasn't yelling at the refs. It was Dan Skilling slapping the backboard, which you're not allowed to do. Uh, Dan talked about that in the post game, um, so that's not allowed. Uh, that was not Wes yelling at the refs. <laughs> thanks to Timmy, appreciate you, brother. Been a long time, and uh, thanks to Keith, uh, happy for Aziz and excited for the team and staff. Huge kudos to Bearcat Journal for getting Coach Miller live. It's kind of almost it was almost your idea, kind of. <laughs> yeah, we'll give him all the credit. But you know, I mean, shouts to know. Wes as well for living life. You know, kind of on the wild side, like like charge all the way down to one percent on the iPad. That's just... <laughs> it was at one when I ran upstairs, and that's like you know, it takes like five minutes to restart once it goes dead. So um, now I tried on my laptop here. So I, I didn't want y'all to think I'm that unprepared, but it didn't work on the Safari browser. So maybe I need to download Google Chrome or something. But Apple support is next on the on the call list. Ah, 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 ah. $155 donation. Thanks, Todd. That's our biggest donation we've ever had. Thanks, Todd. Yes, it is. Thank you, Todd. Much appreciated. Well, Todd, if you don't know, Todd, money, Todd, Todd, Todd was the original mm -hmm. owner of this whole kitten caboodle back when it was called Bearcat Layer on Rivals. He was my he was my boss. I was employee number one. Lord, I'd, I'd like to think about you being an employee, Chad. That's scary. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm, I'm a terrible employee. I don't, listen. I, don't listen. <laughs> I don't listen to anybody for shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, let, let's, let's talk a little basketball. First four games, uh, coaches are never happy. Uh, with anything, or especially early in the season, but it feels like for a team that has so many new parts and pieces, it, it feels like things are uh, moving at a, a solid pace, I, I think is probably a, a good way to, to put it. Yeah, it's all perspective, right? Um, sure. You can, I can put my positive cap on and I can point out a lot of things that, that I feel good about and, uh, you know, point out segments that you can see the things you practice out on the floor, you can see that, you know, the, the guys have ability and each of them have kind of shown tidbits of that. And then I can put my negative cap on and tell you all the things that I'm not happy with, right. That the consistency's not there, some areas we got to be better, some guys, you know, that can play a little bit better. And, and I think that's probably every coach in the country right now, but, uh, but, but all, all in all this group right now to date, and it's got to continue they come in the gym with the right attitude almost every single day. They don't seem to have any selfishness. Like they all are really invested in winning. They're listening. Um, they're pulling for each other. To date, they've been a lot of fun to coach. Like I'm, I'm enjoying them. And that's that's the best thing I could say this time of year. If you want me to sit here and say we're everywhere we're supposed to be, I, that'll never happen. And if you want me to sit here and say I'm down in the dumps, I'm not. I, I you know, we're somewhere where we probably need to be as coaches, but. I will say today, and it's got to continue, they've been a lot of fun to coach. They're, they're a really nice group of kids. I don't think Danny was happy after they won a national title. Like, I think he still had stuff to complain about last year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's coaching. We're always trying to get better, right? And uh, 
but we, I mean, this group has a long way to go. I mean, we, we do. I, we, we have a long way to go to, to become the team we're capable of becoming. Uh, but it's not been for lack of effort or lack of want to or lack of try at this point. And, and that's what that is what you ask for uh, of a team. You ask for them the right attitude, the right approach every day. And again, uh, if I'm really being honest, this group to date's done a nice job of that. Metric wise, you guys have actually done pretty doggone well at rebounding, uh, especially defensive rebounding. Uh, what does Aziz just further add to that? And especially where, you know, how you guys like to defend the three point line, having Aziz, the ability to throw him back there, you know, protecting the paint as well, that's got to be nothing but a clear added advantage. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Right. I, you know, he's, he impacts, he's a great rebounder on both sides and he has great rim protection and he's a great defensive player. So absolutely. Yeah. It's going to impact both those areas. I, I, you know, I like you, I, I look at the numbers pretty closely and I have a staff that does a good job of that and reports it to me. So I, I know the numbers that you're, you know, defense rebound percentage and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's, I think with like any advanced analytics where you kind of stand nationally, it's way too early yeah. to look at them. I, we never, I don't really pay attention to any of the analytical stuff probably till eight or nine games in because there's just not enough data. I mean, like I, our offensive rebounding percentage two games or before last game was embarrassing, right. but we're going to be a good offensive rebounding team. Like we've seen that. It's after three games, it just wasn't fair. And then we we had a great offensive rebounding night last night in our off or yesterday afternoon, and our offensive rebound percentage jumps up, you know, 70, 80 spots. Like I, it's just so it's going to be volatile this time of year because we don't have enough data yet. But I, I do think we can be a very good rebounding team. We're going to emphasize that. And Aziz and then hopefully Jamil, they only add to that because that's strengths of theirs. I'll get to Natalie here real quick. Has this process taught you anything or changed how you approach the transfer portal moving forward? Process has taught me a lot, a lot. You know, I've learned a lot throughout this process. Um, you know, I don't know if this process has changed how we'll view the transfer portal. Uh, that's a tool. You know, it's a tool that that we got to use successfully uh, at Cincinnati in the Big Twelve. And I, I think we have. I'm, I'm like very proud of our, our transfer class last year. I'm very proud of that. So we'll continue to use it and, and hopefully continue to be successful. But last spring, it was very successful. The spring before with Landers Nolly, I mean, I, I thought that was successful. And Rob Tennessee, I thought would have been really successful had he been healthy, you know. So, yeah, I think we got to continue to use it success, successfully, but it won't be the only way we recruit. We're, we're going to. We're going to value high school kids as well, as, as hopefully people have seen. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, Matt has really an, a, a great question. Will you wear a different pair of J's, wear a different pair of J's for every game? Will we ever yes. see the same pair twice in a season? No. I'm, I'm okay, actually, more than 13. I actually said that to Coach Morgan the other day. I said, you think anybody's going to catch on to that? You know, I had, I've worn four games, four different pairs. So I was wondering right. who's going to catch on to that, if that'll ever catch on. The players have caught on to it. They noticed when I walk in to talk to them, I saw a couple of them looking at the fours I had on yesterday. Uh, but, but no, that's the plan. It's a different pair every night. I, the Jordan thing's so cool, isn't it? Like I, my college coach uh, came into town, gosh, last week. Was week it last half, week? Yeah, a week and a half. 
something like that. Remember now that you know this time of year, but he came in between in, came in, into town in between our UIC and Detroit games for practice, and yeah. he, he talked to the team, and I in the in the locker room, you know, he he was wearing a North Carolina polo. It's pretty funny. He was wearing a North Carolina pullover, I should say, Jordan pullover. And he said, I'm sorry, guys, but I don't wear Under Armour. And so, you know, only Cincinnati gear I have is Under Armour. And I said, well, coach, we can change that. And we threw him some Jordan gear and put it right on, you know, that type of thing. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it is, it is cool, the Jordan thing. And we're, we're, we're all the way in, right? We're fully embracing the Jordan brand. Um, they've embraced us. We're just all the way into it. And, uh, and, and listen, putting on gear every day feels a heck of, feels a heck of a lot better uh, than it did the last two years. That's for sure. I, what goes into picking the, the pair? Like what well, goes into game four, he won fours. So you're still on my question, Chad. You got any pick yeah. out for any games down the road, or is it kind of week of you're picking them out? You got shootout shoes. That's what everybody wants to know. Yeah. I'm a shoe head. Okay, I'm a shoe head, but I'm I'm actually I I let our Jordan rep and, and Andre Morgan they're handling that. So they they have a list uh, probably already for the games, but um. I, so I couldn't tell you. I, I would show up to my locker before the games, and they're sitting in there. Um, so I'll, I'll know when you guys know. Well, game 13, I've got circled because uh, Jordan 13s are my favorite. So that's Evansville. So we'll uh, see if we can rock those. All right, we'll see. Thir- 13. We, I wore the ones on the, our first game. That was I thought that was, like, well thought out by, yes. uh, by, by Coach Morgan. I thought that was well done. It's like Christmas every game for you, Coach. That's awesome. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of perks to being the head coach of the Bearcats now. I'm not, I will never deny that. You're wrong. I love it. I want to go back so a little are bit. You, yeah. Uh, are, you right, right, right. are you liking wearing Jordan you know, the, the truth, the the truth is, Chad, like the truth, guys, is like the, the university, when they offered me a contract, they, they probably could have gotten me for just Jordans. Like they, they don't, don't tell them that. <laughs> Probably hurt my negotiating power if I ever have it in the future, but they probably could get me for just gear if they wanted. That's that's I care about that more than money, that's for sure. Ryan. Uh, I was gonna say, are you liking wearing the ones over some Steph Curry's from last year? It <laughs> <laughs> might be a little cooler. I uh I love everybody knows me knows. I, I it shouldn't matter, but I love I love the Jordan stuff for sure. Uh, Timmy wants to know about Seamoss's torn up red shoes. What's the story? Those were Jordan shoes too, but I'll tell you what. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me either, Timmy. I, you know, <laughs> we've given him plenty of pair of shoes. I'm not the only one that gets gear, but he uh, he's had them for three years, and he just loves them and he loves the way they feel. But they got rips and holes, and you will not see those again. So uh, it's not a secret. His foot was bothered in the day. Okay. Nothing serious. Here. <laughs> My gosh, that, you guys, you guys out there, I got the greatest job and I love working with these young people. It really is awesome. But some days when you work with 18 to 22 year olds, uh, you that uh, guys, I mean, it's like, come on, man, shoes, like really you're playing in torn shoes. So um, yeah, that was an issue in the last game for sure. Uh, you know, I, Obviously, a, a ton goes into recruiting, especially out of the portal. Are you a little bit like like the fan uh, in me myself when I'm watching, you know, Bearcats against Utah Valley or watching Bearcats versus Temple, and I, I I'm seeing Jamil banging down low. I'm seeing Aziz 
blocking things and and dunking on the other side. Are you kind of a little bit like, wow, if fifty five enters the portal, we gotta we gotta look into that a little bit. Not necessarily. Uh, you know, I don't think when you're playing, that's what you're thinking about. But I, I do think this, when we get into the spring and guys do enter the portal, when you played against them, you just have such a different perspective. You know, like it's such a different evaluation. You know, like you've, you've not only seen it up close and personal, but you've tried to break their games down in scouting. And then if they're really effective players like Aziz and Jamil, you've also tried to figure out how to counter them or stop them and then watch them kind of deal with that. So your, your, your point of knowledge is just so much different than watching tape uh, of guys that you haven't coached against. There you go. What was that initial reaction to seeing Aziz on tape? Yeah. I'll never forget it. Uh, you know, like I talk about it all the time. I, I'll never forget. I, I, the first time I watched Utah Valley, they played on television against Colorado the round before we played yeah. in the IT. Mm-hmm. And so I hadn't had a chance, and I can't remember why, but I hadn't had a chance to watch any tape yet. So I, that was the first time I watched them was the live game. on It was ESPNU, I think, against Colorado up here in my living room. And I remember calling uh, – I think Coach Adams had the scout. I remember calling Drew or somebody on the staff like after the first eight minutes and being like, who in the – who the heck is this this center from Utah Valley? <laughs> Why like do you have an alien? <laughs> if you didn't know, if you didn't know which team was the Pac-12 team and which team was in the conference, Utah Valley, I think they're in the WAC. Mm-hmm. But which team was in the WAC? You, if like you would have thought it was vice versa because of Aziz and his presence. And then you, as you dove in, you realized they had a lot of really good players, and those guys have yeah. transferred to other high major programs as well. And that's not a knock on Tad's team at Colorado, but he didn't have anybody in the front court that looked like Aziz, and it was it was it really stood out. And then seeing him in person, and the impact that he had, and we played them last year in the first half. I'll never I'll never forget it. He's the only guy I've ever coached against that made me change our ball screen coverage away from the ball screen in a game. You know how we kind of deal with the ball screen with the three other guys, not the guys at the point of the screen. In 12 years as a head coach, I'd never had to do that before. And, and he made us do that in mid-game. And I, that says a lot. We played against a lot of really good big guys. I mean, Jalen Durham was pretty good rolling to the rim now. We played against Memphis. So, you know, he he I was amazed with him live, even more so than on tape. Yeah, he's got that uh, F of disease is down there somewhere. Just toss it up to the rim, and he'll he'll figure out and go get it. So, I- yes, yeah, it's, it's, guys, it's not just – I think our guys would – I don't know if they could verbalize it this way or not, but I think they know it. It's not just his ability to jump and catch a lob. It's the timing, you know, his feet. His, it's like the feel and the timing uh, along with the athletic talent. You know, he's, he's got he's got a really nice feel for the game. I, I'll tell you what I posted. I, I said at one point that um, I think it was the second scrimmage. Um, <clears throat> and it, there were two balls that looked like they were thrown into orbit, like two lobs that were just horrendously bad. <laughs> And then here he comes, just elbows at the rim, catching it at the at the top of the square and dunking it. It was like, oh my god! Like those look like the worst lob passes I've ever seen. And here he comes, and just it, it like he does it regularly. Yeah, you know when he got here in the summer, um, the guys were underthrowing him, 
you know, and I just kept telling or bounce, throwing in bounce passes. And it's like, I kept telling the guys, I, I don't, I hope you try to overthrow them. Yeah. I think that's like, I would try to, if we overthrow them, we'll live with that turnover. And we started approaching our summer practices like that. And it was funny because guys after practice go, coach, I thought I really overthrew him. And he, he still went and got it. <laughs> so I, I think that helped our guys, you know, I think amazed our guys a little bit that they can, if they're going to throw a lob to Aziz, we'll live with them overthrowing it, but don't underthrow it. Cause he, he can go, he can go next level to get it now. Uh, Ed wants to know real quick, uh, cement threes or bread fours. He's getting a pair soon. That's like a you can't go wrong type of question, right? Like you know, six 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 one way, half a dozen the other. I, I the threes feel better on my feet, even though I love the way the fours look. So I just love the cement threes. But uh, I, either 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 of them work for me. There we go. Has there been anything Sammy, with? Oh, good. Uh, Sammy wants to know who benefits the most from Aziz playing. That is an easy answer. Wes Miller. <laughs> you're no, gonna look like it, a better coach Wednesday night, coach. <laughs> that's that's true. But good good players make you look like you know what you're doing. Out there. That's for darn sure. And none of us are are good enough to to look like we know what we're doing without good players. So the, the lesson is you better appreciate your damn players. Um, and we're fortunate to have some good ones here. But no, I, every it's a really good question that with a, a probably a really bad answer. And I'm not trying to dodge it. Everybody will. I mean, everybody, if you, if you look at the front court, it, it does take so much pressure off of uh, Odie and um, Vic right now. That, that I mean, they, like, literally, you know, we're so nervous about every foul the last four games. And, you know, Vic has to play stretches at times with Odie's foul trouble that, it, you know, just not good for him or our team. And so it's going to help them tremendously, right? You, you look at the, you know, the, the guys that are in the most pick and rolls, I mean, it, 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 it opens up their decision-making to make it cleaner. You, know, you look at the guys playing around those pick-and-rolls, it, 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 it's going to open up things for them to play around it because of the attention that it'll draw. And then defensively, he's, he's like John. He's going to cover so much ground. You know, John, sometimes you, you watch tape with the team and, like, you have three guys making air on a defensive possession and John covered up all three guys at the same time. You know, and Aziz has the ability to do some things like that, which makes everybody a little bit better. So I think it's going to impact the whole team in a positive way. Yeah, this is a uh, obviously like an unprecedented time as far as this, the, the whole scenario that's gone down or anything. Have you seen anything from your team or from, you know, Aziz that that kind of shows you a different side of them through this adversity and, and overcoming it as a squad? Has it kind of in a way brought you guys closer through the hardship? Yeah, I think I think shared sacrifice always brings groups together more, right? Like that's a that's a real thing, and we talk about it a lot in, in our coaching circles. We certainly do as our staff that in the summer and the preseason, how do you kind of create real adversity so that guys can bond around that? Like we try to do, you know, Jad's been to enough practices. Sometimes we make practice very combative for that reason, right? It's intentional, and then adversity finds you naturally. And if you have that right approach when you get to the other side of it, usually you're a better team for it. And not fans don't like to hear this, but sometimes the most difficult times are the best times for growth in a program. And we'll have some difficult times this year. If we handle them the right way, we'll be way better for it when it's over. So you, you need that. Every program needs that. Um, th this was not adversity we wanted. You know, this has been difficult on kids' lives 
it's not basketball adversity and watching the kids be there for each other has been really neat. And I'm telling you guys, Aziz and Jamil, they're like really good kids, like really special kids with good hearts. And what's even been neater than watching the other kids be there for them is watching them go through this difficult time and continue to have great attitudes and support their teammates. Like that's been really neat. Not once. And I've had some days where it makes me almost cry how hard this has been on them because they just don't understand. And not once have they let it affect anything in a practice or a team situation. And there's been some days where I know that they felt like they couldn't keep, keep walking in the same direction, you know? So yeah, that's been pretty neat. And that's the cool part about, being on teams. I say it all the time since I was, gosh, I don't know, five or six years old. I've been on a team every year my entire life. That's a great blessing. Like teams are neat. And when you have the right people, they're really, really neat. And we, we got the right kind of people right now. We had a great question. Yeah, coach, the mailbag, I, just, go ahead, Brent. Go ahead. I was just, you know, what strikes, what strikes me is one, when I watch you guys play, I feel like every year, they're just playing better and better together. And then you have two transfers come in and you kind of see they embrace your guys' brotherhood and culture right away. And I think that's a, it's a great sign of the culture that you and your coaches have been building. And, you know, curiously, I'm wondering, has there been any like major steps this year where you felt like your team really took that next step in their culture and kind of like their camaraderie together? Cause every time I watch your guys play, I really jumps out to me. And then you tell me the story about how Jamil is there for Aziz right when he gets the news and how all all the team is just super excited for Aziz. But, you know, they didn't even really know these guys a couple months ago. So is there anything that you felt this offseason that your team is really uh, taking a next step in that camaraderie aspect? Yeah, it's a good question. Just, just so you know what, first, that's a question from Mr. Bearcat. Mr. Bearcat <laughs> winner, Ryan Royer. Yeah. Well, Ryan played a couple years for a couple years for Luke. He I, left I, one on the table. Yeah. Well, yeah, you need you need some uh, screen screen setters. I'll do a six year for you, maybe. That's about all I can do for you. Come on, Ryan. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> you, you, your teams were so good. You you could you could play for us and help us with some culture. It was like the first thing I noticed when I got here was, you know, the the culture of your teams is like the type of thing that you strive for. So I, I'm really proud that I was I was here for some of that. But the uh, no, it's a really good question. I don't think there's some major defining moment that I would point to, but I do think there's been a concerted effort to to try to bring this group together quickly. And it wasn't like we've been tricky. In our first meeting in the summer, we talked about it. We just said, "Hey, listen, we got seven new faces. Um, now we got some returning guys that have been through it and are here for the right reasons." So that, that gives us a real chance now. You know, the Odies, the Vicks, the Johns, you know, the Dans, the Joshes, like you keep going down the list, the C.J. Anthony's, like those guys give you a chance because you're not starting from scratch. you got some guys that have been building it, and they can carry on what David DeJoyce was about, right, and, and you know, Landers Nolly and, and all that kind of stuff. So, like, you have some foundational guys. You bring in new faces, and we said, hey, we can't not be the team we have to be because this group doesn't get connected. And now we got to do that as quick as humanly possible. So if I was a player, the first question I'd ask is how. I just want to say, I'd, I'd ask how. Well, how are we supposed to do it? Every possible way we can. We got to make, we got to make in, intentional effort every day to build relationships on and off the court. 
we got to take advantage of opportunities to spend time around one another and enjoy it. And I think this team's done that, whether it's the way we approach practice or film sessions. To Again, it's all at this point. It doesn't matter if we don't keep doing it. But this team's done that. We've, yeah, I thought our trip to Chicago was great because we got to see each other in a little bit different. We had some fun and got away from hoops a little bit and got to see each other in a different light. But I don't think it's just been one moment. I'll tell you what's been great. And now I'm just kind of ranting and raving here. But what a fly. What's been great is our new locker room. Like it's, it's that was my awesome. next question. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's not even done yet. It's like we moved into a new house, but we haven't decorated it yet. So it's like, I don't even want to show it to anybody yet because it's, we still got, we got work to do to get it right. But they now have this facility in our building where they can hang and it's just theirs. And so well, I walk through there every day. I'm so proud of it that, and when I walk through, guess what they're all in there doing? They're hanging, they're sitting around the couch, they're sitting around playing video games. They're sitting in a locker room talking to each other. You know, like a couple of them say, I don't go home anymore during the day. I just come to the locker room and, like that's an example of, you know, okay, a flashy locker room, and we got a dang good one now. It's pretty dang cool, guys. About as good as anywhere in the country. Yeah, that that's not the most important thing, but a place that they want to be during the day where they can naturally interact, that's priceless. And and and, and that's that's been another small example of how they're getting to know each other. I, I can tell you specifically, and, and you might remember this. Remember Nick Ward <clears throat> played at Michigan State. Was from Ohio center. Sure, oh, sure. big yeah, kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I played so against Nick, him. <laughs> really, in football? No, in basketball. In ba- we, like, oh my god! We like scrimmaged against him, and like I tried to go at him. You know, just being the dumbass <laughs> that I was, just tossed me to the ground. Started a we started a brawl in the middle of the scrimmage. <laughs> so yeah, I remember that. I remember him nice and well. <laughs> you remember that name immediately. He's six yeah, nine. I, I know him because he was a body, dude. So he visited Michigan State on one night and then the next night. And this is before the arena was redone. This is the old, old locker room that, you know, had been there forever. And basically from what the story I was told, Nick Ward walked into the locker room after the game, after being at Michigan State the night before, and was essentially just like, no, no. Like, it's where you spend all your time. It makes a massive difference to have a place that you're comfortable uh, that that you're gonna have to to be in and around, you know, a large portion of your days. Who's it's the best a- dodgeball player, Coach? <laughs> we had a good time, guys. We had a good time. I mean, we worked our butts off in Chicago. We got a lot of basketball done. We had great practice. We had fun. Like, I mean, I'm, Ryan, I'm not gonna say that's the reason we've come together quickly, but I, it was a fun weekend. Dodgeball was awesome. Um, let me tell you, Coach Dollar wasn't very good. Uh, start, we'll start right um, hmm, trying to think here. Day Day was pretty good. He, now, yeah, he, Dan, I, he could play some was really good. And I'm going to forget somebody and feel bad here, but Josh Reed was pretty good. Uh, let me think. Jamil was pretty good. Jamil Reynolds, <laughs> could, he can move, guys. Like, he can move. He was pretty good. You know, the the, the foreigners, they, they weren't any good. None of them. Uh, <laughs> They, they never even heard of dodgeball before. No, they were show the movie with Vince Vaughn and see. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was, and there's, I'm forgetting some guys, but it was fun. I remember Dan and Josh were on my team and we won, by the way. But I remember feeling like, like we had to keep them out there to win, you know, that type of thing. So but it, it was, that was a good time. They were using you as um, a shield. <laughs> 
He's lit. You can get around. You can dance. You know, I can move a little bit. Like I can't. I, I can't throw it like I used to, but I can move a little bit. Uh, Connor wants to know what was your impression of Big Twelve Media Days and and your mark. And do you have any places you're most looking forward to play in uh, with your team? Um, I was blown away with Brett Yormark, the, all the interactions I've had. He's been to our campus twice, and I've interacted with him here. Uh, we had – Rucker big, Park? Yeah, well, big, big 12 meetings. He wasn't at Rucker Park for that event. Oh, I thought he – okay. Big 12 meetings a uh, couple times now. I've been able to interact with him. Like I, or maybe once he wasn't there the first time. He's the real deal, guys. Like, I, you know, sometimes you just get around people and they give you a feeling that, that they're, they have great leadership and they're on top of it and they think, they think out of the box and differently. He's, he's what we need for in 2023 in a Power Five conference. He, he, he's on top of it. He's on the cutting edge. And I love that he just tells it like it is. And he doesn't do it in an offensive way. You know, he, he listens to people, you know, he gives coaches a voice, uh, certainly in that room. With the coaches in that room, I'm not going to be a loud voice. I'm going to have to earn that. But um, he, he listens to those guys that have earned that. And then he, he he's very candid about what he thinks. I, I just have such respect for him be, being around him to date. And Big 12 Media Day was first class in, in every way. Big Everything I've done with the Big 12, it's first class. And uh, it, 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 it's great that we're a part of the Big 12. We belong in a first class conference at UC. A uh, place I'm most looking forward to. Playing Bog, come on. You know, I've you, played there. I, we've coached there once when I was at Greensboro. We took a team there and played well. Um, weren't able to hang on, but uh, it's it's a special, it's a special basketball experience. You know, I, I had the had the I've been fortunate to have coached and played in a lot of really neat environments uh, over the last twenty years. It, it's it's up there. So. But I'm, it's not like I'm looking forward to one place more than the other. I mean, every every place in the Big Twelve is going to be is going to be a challenge. I mean, every place has a great atmosphere. Every place sells out. Every place's students are going crazy. We got to make sure Fit Thurs like that. You know, we got to rock. Um, but so it's not like the one place and the other. It's just it's going to be it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. It's going to be challenging. Uh, I had a question from the mailbag. I did want to get to, which I think is a really good one. Uh, are there any ways that playing without Aziz the first four games, uh, plus the scrimmages, might have made this team better in the long run? Now that he's joining you, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not that deep of a thinker. My gosh, I mean, <laughs> the way I think about it, and, and Ryan, Ryan was an athlete; he'll understand this. So we just got to get better today, and then we got to wake up tomorrow and get better tomorrow. Athlete. I mean, honestly, like that's. I've gotten a lot of peace of mind thinking it, thinking of it like that, not trying to overthink things. I think in, in, in this job and in athletics, when you overthink, then you can drive yourself mad. And I'm, I'm going to try to stay sane here as long as I can. But um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm sure in some ways, sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure, you know, in some ways, sure. But I, I don't think about it that deeply, even though it's a very good question. Um. I know we, we've kept you far too long. I know you got a lot to do. I don't I don't wanna Brent will ask you questions all night if I like I'll keep Brent. you here so, until yeah. midnight, man. And then we can watch some some B ball afterwards. So well, I love you guys. There is a game Wednesday. There yeah, is. I love you guys. I gotta get to some tape tonight and I haven't eaten yet. So been, my food's been waiting upstairs for me. So I'm gonna go eat. Uh but real, real quick, I, can I, I get I, one more in one more in from the chat? Just yep. I think it's 
Um, he's local. A lot of people want to know, want to want to talk about it, want to hear about it. Rayvon Griffith, um, he hasn't played yet this year. Uh, you have talked about it. You have said it's a matter of winning his way into the rotation. Um, just let people know, I, Ray is an incredible kid, incredible human. The, the, the adversity doesn't strike me as something that moves him a lot. Like, he seems to be a guy that looks forward and knows what he's got in mind. He's awesome, kid. Like, not good. He's awesome. I mean, awesome. Joy to be around. Worked him out today. He is awesome. And if there's one thing I'm sure of, like sometimes, yeah, talent's talent, right? He has talent. You get here in the summer, you coach him, okay, yeah, we didn't make make a mistake there. You get him through the fall. He's got talent. But you really learn about somebody when they get, you know, they get challenged a little bit. And the way Ray has responded the last couple weeks, like I'm, I'm, I'm now convinced he will be a great player at Cincinnati. Convinced about it. Um, uh, it's just very clear, guys. Like, I, it, you just got to do the right thing for the right reasons, regardless of if it's popular or not. I really believe that. I had a college coach that showed me that kind of conviction on a day-to-day basis. Um, and so I, you know, I feel like I've been raised the right way by parents and coaches in that way. But, um, you know, if he's not going to break the rotation and play significant minutes, you're not going to burn his opportunity to, to have another year of eligibility. I mean, you know, just by throwing him out there, like regardless of how much people want to see him. And I, and I want to see him out there too, but that long-term is the wrong thing to do. You know, I think if you asked David to Julius last year, if he was glad he had that extra year of eligibility, I don't think he'd trade it for anything. I really don't. Um, you know, and I, th- I think you kind of keep going down the line with guys. Like I think you've asked John Newman right now, if he was glad he had this extra year eligibility, he wouldn't trade it for anything. And so I'm not trying to hold Ray back, but if he's not going to break into the lineup and play significant minutes, you know, then I don't want to burn that by just throwing him out there for two or three minutes. I don't think that's fair to him long-term. Uh, and especially knowing that I do believe he's going to be a great player. Uh, now, eventually you got to make a decision and it's not fair to keep, you know, leaving it up in the wind. Uh, and and we'll, we'll do that shortly, but I also want to give him a time to make sure it's the right decision. And so I, I know it's not, I don't like it uh, publicly and I don't like the pressure, you know, being in the hometown and all that for him and his family, but I, we got to do things for the right reasons. And I think we're doing this for the right reasons. Tyler and Tyler real quick. That's all that, but I promise last thing. Oh, well, you got to talk about the Tyler's. You know, Tyler's would perk me up because I'll probably call both of their butts here. Shoot, Chad, you keep me on later. I'm going to miss my recruiting calls. But, um, you know, Tyler. I promise, last one. Tyler, we'll start with Tyler McKinley. Um, Talk about a great kid. Holy crap. uh, Both of them, right? (laughs) He's a terrific kid, but um, he's really good, guys. And I'm I'm hoping – our fans will go out to see it themselves this year because he's right here locally at Winton Woods. Um, so go watch him play. He he loves – he's not a guy that's like, you know, out doing a bunch of crazy stuff. He's pretty low-key, but he likes the support on the basketball court. So go out and support him. Is it went, you know, at Winton Woods this year, they got a nice team. So he, and he'll have a heck of a year, but he just keeps coming physically. Like he's always been really smart and really skilled. His shot's getting better but he's just physically just keeps taking jumps, right? Like he's getting above the rim. He's rebounding at a high level. The NBA top 100, he was one of the best bigs there. There were some dang good ones. 
And I, I thought physically he looked the part. That was pretty neat to see him amongst the best players in his class. And uh, Tyler Betsy, he's like, he's coming. You know, he's like just scratching the surface. And he's 6'9 and shoots the – he just shoots the heck out of the guys. Maybe as good as anybody in his class. Probably the best catch-and-shoot shooter in the class. He's longer than he is tall. And now he's starting to get explosive at the rim. Like I, the last time I was there watching him, he turned one over and dunked it with his left on somebody in practice. And I went, oh, I knew that was coming, but I hadn't seen it yet. I didn't see that in the summer. Yeah, and so it's it's coming, right? And the thing I'll say about both of them that I'm excited about, they love ball. Like they love it. They, they, they're they ate up with it. Um, they love working. They're, they're coming here for the right reasons, right? And that that's pretty neat for our program moving forward. So two, two big-time players that we got here this fall. Coach, thank you so much. Go eat. Go get ready for uh, Georgia Tech on Wednesday night, and we'll uh, we'll do this again when Jamil gets cleared. I appreciate. It. Let's be rowdy on Wednesday night in fifth third. You guys can yes, lead us. Sir. There, so um, you, didn't, yes, you didn't catch my end part. Yeah, if Jamil gets cleared, you'll that'll be the the best I can feel. We get both of them because they both deserve it. So we'll see you back here that night. All right, boys, go Bearcats. Thanks, coach. Appreciate you, Coach. Thanks, Thanks Coach. coach. All right, look, I'm going to tell you something right now. There's zero chance I'm talking about that West Virginia game after that. Nope. <laughs> That's actually uh-uh. going to be our next topic. We're going to feed right not into doing, it. I'm not doing it. I'll leave. I'm done. I ain't got shit to say. I didn't watch the game. Uh, we're not, we're not going to talk about that right now. Let's go ahead and timestamp the West part. We're not talking about the Mountaineers, guys. Come on. Those country we're not talking about already. it all night. I'm saying for good. Those country roads were already taken home, guys. Let's wait. Let's go I guess the one question I have, one question I have for you guys: What was worse, the six hundred yards? Uh, Royer, we'll talk about it later. Later, later. Royer, we'll talk later. about later. it later. Your local and family-owned restaurant supply <laughs> company for all your non-food products. Quick Paper services over one hundred and fifty restaurants with weekly low minimum next day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products. From to-go containers, cups, custom printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of service services. Boom. I, I just want to say, Wes, thanks a million for coming on tonight. And what other podcast not in cincinnati in the country on a day with news like today two hours later they've got the head coach on for 50 minutes he didn't stop by no he went and got his ipad charger up out of his room and set up shop his dinner is cold he could have said i gotta go he could have said i gotta go my ipad's about to die i gotta go I'm not but, uh, certain he ever warmed up dinner. I, I think I think dinner was always still cold. I think it's just in the fridge yeah, waiting well, to be warmed I up. I think what he meant was that the DoorDash was outside and it was starting <laughs> to Yeah. I ordered DoorDash. It was supposed to be here 30 minutes ago. It yeah. got here 30 minutes ago. And I'm still talking to you He's assholes. It, it started to get it's cold, is what he was saying. Cold yeah. outside. It's cold outside. It's he's it, still gonna open it, it's still gonna be pretty hot. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. But I you know what, guys? Chad, you're that right. Was, I'm fired up. Well, yeah, obviously. I and you know what? I I even bit my tongue. I don't even a lot care about football right now. 
We were ready I to dive in. Not even a little bit. Right. I got nothing. Right. We'll get to it later. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know what I got to say? Yeah, yes, Chad, that was awesome. Absolutely awesome. But I got to read this. The day I have long dreamt of has finally come. I am grateful that the NCAA has reconsidered my case and granted my immediate eligibility. First off, Aziz, the day that I have long dreamt of has finally come as well. So, yes, I agree with you there. I am most thankful for my teammates, our coaching staff, administration, and fans for continuously supporting me. Ohio is my American home, away from home. I cannot wait to make my Cincinnati debut and give this program everything I have. Go Bearcats. Aziz Bandago is officially, officially cleared and ready for action. Guys, I, I mean, shoot. We had Wes on. He was excited. We... All of us are now on, and, and I tell you what, it's, it's hard to contain the amount of excitement that I've had today when that when that news came out, and I'm I, still struggling to control it as well. Um, but first off, hats off, big time. You know, you got to really feel happy for Aziz. Big time. Got to feel happy for Aziz, and that's, that's the main thing to take out of all of it. But, I, I mean, you got to really also look, you know, huge shout-out to Wes, huge shout-out. To, to Cunningham, to, huge shout out to everyone that really dug in and, and didn't give up on this. They they were hammering it every opportunity that they could, and I think that went a long way in in, in making sure that the right thing did finally eventually happen. But guys, Aziz is eligible, and I mean, shoot, let's just go around the horn. Thoughts, excitement is up. Thoughts, golly. I'm just glad that your uh, your camera's above the waist, Brent. Based on the excitement that you've been detailing here, I think me, it's good for everyone too, watching. Me life. too. <laughs> Golly. Golly. Well, thoughts other than that. <laughs> I'm I'm excited, man. It seems like he's gonna fill like kind of that one piece that interior defensive rim protection presence. We've seen to been like it's just it needed to be a little bit better. I think a lot of people would would be able to say that. Um, and just, just hearing like Wes talk about how uh, Aziz was received by his teammates and it just more momentum for a team that's already got a lot of momentum going. I think this is going to be extremely helpful uh, for them when it comes to um, conference games. So I'm excited. I think it's more, more downhill momentum for this team. Yeah. Aaron? Well, I mean, you just added an alien. Like, it's a super secret weapon, essentially, to this offense and defense. I, I don't think I could be more excited. We were excited when they got recruited here. I don't think I could be more excited that we're going to get to see them now instead of having to wait until late January, early – or, or I'm sorry, late de December, early January when – I was expecting it to happen. Um, but in any case, uh, one down, one to go. Look, at the end of the day, I don't think the NCAA is trying to go to war with anybody because they don't win. And this is another example. Yeah. All right. Chad, break down your day, man, because I tell you what, I it, it's, been, it's been a long time coming. It's been something that has, like, you know, 
really, because because you watch this team through the first four games and you see flashes, you see moments and and you know certain segments of each game where you're like, wow, I mean this this squad is, is pretty doggone good. You know, they might have one thing that they, they needed here, one thing that they needed there to take them to a next level. Well, they just got a pretty massive doggone thing added to it. But but Chad, your day today as as you slowly got the news, slowly were able to uh, to you know bring it all in. Think about it. Make your phone calls. This, that, and the other. In the end, it happened fast. Like it, it had gotten yeah. to the point where, like, you know, there's only so many phone calls you can make every day to ask the same question that doesn't have an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then late this afternoon, they're like the ground started to rumble a little bit, and then I got a text. I guess about. 10 minutes before I was able to put it out mm-hmm. and then got the go ahead. Uh, and I guess as I was tweeting it, uh, a national guy beat me by like 30 seconds, which sucks. So kudos to uh, Jonathan Giovanni or Giovanni that works for ESPN. He got me by like 30 seconds. But the reason I didn't credit him is because I was getting the information and typing the tweet. And I guess he got his, you know, he got his phone call a couple seconds before me. So, uh, but that that was, you know, I was dealing with the transfer portal and football and and gathering information on where that process is at. Uh, that took up that was actually probably the the larger portion of my day. And then the Shaman news uh, hit, and you know, you're kind of. You're not in scramble mode because it wasn't a a shock, but like you're, you know, still making making sure you've got the information right, making sure you go through the uh, the process that we have to proper channels. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta you gotta you can't gather info from one side. It's just not, you know, if you gather info from one side, you end up predicting Travis Perry to Cincinnati simply because your school doesn't think they're going to get him. Uh, and, and that's what you saw on those, you know, crystal balls that happened. Um, the, if you look, they were almost all from people that covered other places that he was potentially going, and they're getting word that he's not going there. And I really do think it came down to Cincinnati and Kentucky because Ole Miss and Alabama were telling, like, their reporters, their insiders knew – He's not going to either of those places. So that you have to work the proper channels, which I was doing. I had to do on Aziz as well. But, I mean, the Aziz one, like, you've talked to so many people about it that there's one or two people, like, if they say he's it's it's clear, you're like, all right, boom, straight to the Internet. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then my dog, the, the puppy, ran and got away for uh, for about 20 minutes. That's when you allow. Through the neighborhood. You just allow it to happen. After this news, you allow it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Then I had dinner and now I'm here. Yeah. Oh, I'm, and I'm, I scheduled Wes Miller for this podcast in the middle of that too. Hey man, baby. You know, I'm I'm gonna take everyone back to uh to Saturday, March 18th in 2023. The uh Cincinnati Bearcats were were, were playing pretty pretty doggone well in the second round of the NIT. They took down a, a pretty you know fair opponent in Hofstra in uh, in round two, uh, you know 79-65, good cover spread as well. Good team to win, great team to cover, and uh, you know 
all of a sudden they had to face the winner of the Colorado Utah Valley game, and that came You're on Sunday. It came on Sunday the following day. And there's a great question in the mailbag. I can't wait to get to Aaron on that Sunday. On that Sunday, I was introduced to Aziz Bandega, and, and I tell you what, it it's it slowly opened my eyes to how good certain players are because I mean you look back at that Utah Valley team and this is something that I think is pretty prevalent as well in in today's Bearcat team is you know they had three really good guards that took a bulk of their shots that that all had different moments going off for 20 plus points and all had different moments of being the primary scorer and then you had Aziz who was just the ultimate complement supplement if you will to every single one of them on every single night and i think that just fits seamlessly into this team as well but uh man you know he had like 12 7 and and two blocks in that game against colorado but like west said he looked like you know it looked like utah valley was the pac-12 team and aziz was the defensive player of the year in the pac-12 during that game it, it was just unbelievable and then we all remember what aziz did against cincinnati you know, that Wednesday and I, throughout the entire game, it was just like, wow, 55 is amazing. And then of course I did the pregame preview of Utah Valley and I was blown away by this guy, just watching his, his highlights, just watching different, different games. He was in, it's, it's pretty doggone good player. So uh, when finally the word dropped today that uh, he was, he was eligible. It's safe to say I was very excited and immediately uh, drawn to the, the upward trajectory of what this does to the already strong team that they, that we currently have. So I was, you should check with the doctor. If, if that excitement lasts for more than four hours, I, you know what? The news came out around five. I, it, I, I probably should consult. Um, just should probably have to consult, but uh, no, I, you know, actually one of my friends, Bucky uh, actually texted me and saying, you know, he was so excited that he almost got in a crash. Well, guess what? If you did get too excited, you did maybe, you know, get the crash or swerve a little bit and, and get a little damage. Guess who also was excited? It would also love to talk about Aziz Bandego. That's right. Danco Joe would like to talk to you about a little bit of excitement. He'll also fix your car. Danco transmission and auto care. We just had to throw you in, Danco Joe. We love you, Joe. Mentioned mentioned Westfield, mentioned Aziz, mentioned Chad, mentioned Aaron, mentioned Royer, mentioned anyone. Because today is a day, a joyous day. You get to get yourself, you know, good amount off on on a fixing or on a uh, oil change. So Danco transmission, I don't care. Had to throw that one in. Um, now, guys, going to open up the floor again. As far as the team goes, what kind of effect do you think this immediately has, and then as the season wears on? Go ahead, guys. I guess I'll start. Yeah, you you took, you um, took fifteen I, I, minutes I off. Think, Let's hear from you. <laughs> I, I, again, we we've discussed this. It looks better when there's four instead of five. But um, I don't know. I I think that obviously Vic and Odie will be the biggest beneficiaries right out the gate. Um, right behind them, I think are going to be those point guards who are moving the ball and trying to find somebody down low. Um, I think that it's going to allow the offense and defense to play a little bit more aggressively. Uh, and that's not to say that they haven't been over the course of these four games aggressive on either side of the ball. But I, I think 
that it's going to allow you to do things that you weren't able to do, especially with those bigs down low uh, in their aggression. Um, but you also have a guy who's known as a rim protector now, as opposed to Vic and Odie, which not a knock on them. They're just not the same level rim protector. Um, There's not many yeah. that are. Yeah, He's a top three rim protector in college basketball. Like, I don't think that's even the question is if he's not one or two, like two or three, like he is that good at, at movement at like Wes said, just having a feel um, for how to, to affect and alter shots. And the other thing that people don't talk about with a guy like him, it's not just block shots. It's one altered shots. And two, how many guys over the course of the season are just going to go, Nope. Not going in there. Not going to do me any good. It's a very low chance that I'm going to win. I'm not even taking that risk to drive the ball at this dude. And it, it changes everything defensively. Um, and I know it, it's the right thing to point out uh, Vic and Odie. It's the right thing to point out Day-Day and Jizzle. For me, CMOS and uh, CJ will – see huge yeah. jumps because of this because those two guys even if they're not the guy that makes the pass they see the floor and they understand okay he's going to be able to seal on the other side or he's going to be able to get back door on this guy and they move it and it, the hockey assist the hockey hockey assist where it's like you're two passes away but you were the one that got the ball moving, boom, and it goes inside and you get a dunk or or them coming off pick and rolls. Like Wes talked about, the, the defense has to make a decision. Those two guys, you're going to go under on those two guys and let them shoot? No, absolutely not. So I agree, Aaron, I, but CJ and CMOS, I think, are the maybe long-term, like you said, short-term, it's, it's best for those four guys. Like long term, man, if, if CMOS and CJ can really get a, a rhythm with him when they're when they've got the ball in their hands, whoo. Well, that's, you could that's really, really see some offense from this team. That's really what Wes was saying though, when when he said that the entire team is going to benefit from right. him being on, yeah, on the absolutely. roster. He I don't think he was giving just some bullshit answer. It was just a matter of the fact that everyone up and down outside of Maybe Josh Reed, who's probably going to lose some minutes on this, but everybody I, I mean, is going think to be about, beneficiary. Think about yesterday. Uh, two fouls for Odie in the first three minutes. That can happen against a NKU. If that happens in a Big 12 game and you get two fouls yeah. just like that off the bat, that, that first half is going to be tough for you to continue to hang around. And Wes will have to – Probably force his hand to get another big out there if, if they're getting beat up a little bit on the boards, and then but all you of a sudden, can now. yeah, right, exactly. Now there is no worries. <laughs> now, now it, you know, game one and game two, there there had to be a little like like internal thought for for Vic Vic Lock, and every time that moment comes, I, I can't help too hard because I know that we're pretty thin in the front court now, and if I pick up fouls, I'm gonna you know. Now it's just like everyone plays freely. And, you know, we, you mentioned Aziz was third in the country and block shots per game. 
last year uh, behind two really good shot blockers. He was, you know, top, what was it, fifth, I think, in the country in, in block percentage. The closest that the Bearcats had was uh, was Vic. No, he's 29th in the country in block percentage, but closest was Vic, 106. Now you add those two together. Um, I mean, he just had really good stats. Doesn't hurt you with bad shots. He's he's a guy that just, you know, sometimes if, if you get big news like this, it could be a – a player that's like kind of a volume scorer or, you know, some, someone is expecting to kind of throw off roles a little bit. That's not Aziz at all. It's like a guy that you can plug in and immediately he's just going to help out on both ends of the court. And everybody on the team is like, oh, oh right. Exactly. Oh, we're going to be showtime <laughs> right now. Like, I, you know, Chad, you were, you weren't lying. You go back and you watch any Aziz highlights and, and it's a, uh, it, it is truly like, and, you know, West was talking about how his foot positioning and whatnot gave a gave a good coach speak answer. But a lot of these Utah Valley oops that that these players were throwing up were literally just like terrible. F it, F it Aziz down there somewhere. He's going to be able to go up and get this. You know, they aren't looking at making sure his feet are in good position. They're, they're just just <laughs> lobbing it up near the rim, and sure enough, Aziz threw down most of them, and and a lot of them he threw down reverse dunks. It was it's yeah. just insane and. Well, they were so bad by the time he caught it, he had rotated right. backwards. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Connor wants to know how many years they have. Aziz and, and Jamil both have two years to play two. Right. So if if they get cleared this year, they can play this year and next year. If they don't get cleared, if Jamil doesn't get cleared this year, he can play just next year. Um, that, that's one of the other reasons that it was kind of important that, you know, they, they didn't have a year to waste. There wasn't a like a throwaway redshirt year, really. Right. So, um, two years to play two is my understanding. Uh, does elite does these allow them to full court press? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you should now. Like, if you got look, man, a press. Like, if you want to go press, right. day day or Tinsel, either one. Dan, John Newman. Odio Guama, Aziz at the rim. How, how do you beat that pressure? How does that pressure not speed you up? So, yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, how would I defend this squad now? Let's let's see it play out. I want to I want to see it develop still a little bit. I think they're they've been running good offense. They, I mean. The, the points per possession numbers against Northern were like yeah. 1.5 in the second half, one point, almost 1.4 in the first half. Against a matchup zone, that's it's very hard to do. Yeah. Um, do I see Skillings coming off the bench all year? Yeah, probably. I, I think they like having his pop off the bench. Uh, look, man. You know how long it's been? Like if this – and now it probably is going to stick. How long has it been since you could say Cincinnati had players to the level of Dan Skillings and uh, potentially uh, CMOS coming off the bench? Yeah, that's It's the been thing. a long-ass time. That's the thing. And with, with Jizzle, who's getting better each game that he plays, it's – yeah. It's it's just, and now probably Odie moving to the bench. Yeah, I 
I would be interested to see how West handles the starting lineup on Look, Wednesday. I'm gonna say this confidently. There have been a couple years in the not so distant past that if they ran out of starting lineup of uh Jizzle, Dan, CMOS, potentially either CJ or John, like when you start really like doing the math on the numbers, yeah, uh, and, and and maybe like if they get Jamil cleared, like you're talking about that would have been better than the starting five for a, a decent number of the past four or five years, right? Dating back to the nightmare in Nashville. Yep, I like Dan off the bench, um, a, a lot actually. Like I really like his pop and. Yeah. He's different than everybody else on the roster. There's nobody on the roster like Dan. So when you bring Dan in, a defense kind of has to like, okay, wait, we got to readjust to figure out this guy coming into the game. Yeah. It, I, the whole rebounding thing, I think, is just Dan blowing up with his rebounding. Obviously, he did really well with it last year as well. And now you just add – Aziz to the mix and rebounding will be just oh it's phenomenal. What are we what are we laughing Natalie. about? Does Aziz allow Prater to get more stats? Yes. <laughs> Everything's Excellent. coming up yesterday. Excellent jab, Natalie. That is that is up. an A plus plus. Not an A plus question. An A plus plus question. Everything uh, coming yeah. up yes there. Okay. <laughs> Man, um, uh, yeah, the ovation that Aziz will get, whether you know it is checking I, I, in, I would guess he doesn't start right when, tomorrow night or Wednesday night. Yeah, I would guess that, but man, it's gonna be it's gonna be some some levels of excitement. I, I, I mean, just some real quick stuff about Aziz. You know, it was uh, average 11 11.5, 10.4, 2.9, 1.2, 11.5 points, 10.4 rebounds, 2.9 blocks. But man, you look at some of his games, and it's just—it's it, astounding how good he has. He—he he was in certain spots last year. You know, the fact that you average a double double—you know—we all saw when Trey was able to do that his his senior year. I mean, some of the stats that he's put up—you know, like a twenty-three point thirteen rebound, seven assists game with two blocks and two steals. Like, come on, man. <laughs> And I know it's, it's Utah Valley and whoever they played in in these games, but he he came to play, and he's a guy that's just it's it's a phenomenal addition, phenomenal. And he shot sixty six percent for the line or sixty three point six percent for the line, so he gets fouled a bunch. And you know it's not like you're you're sending a terrible free throw shooter to the line either. So it's going to be very exciting to see the the rotations and the roles and the uh, different uh, added advantages that this team has. So, yep. Um, the, Josh is going to have to, but like now, Josh is going to have to bust his ass. Can he get more valuable minutes? Yeah. Like I, that's how it works. Like it legitimately, like I can promise you guys with this staff, that's how it works. If you earn your way up the roster, you're going to play. Like if you show you give value and you can help the team, you're going to play. So, yeah, I mean, this might – Josh is the easiest one to look at and say this kind of squeezes uh, squeezes his minutes. But that would be up to Josh. If he, can, if he can start hitting some shots, he helps in a lot of different ways. He's got great feel. He can rebound. 
he starts knocking down threes and he, he has a, a higher value. 15 points, 12 rebounds, four blocks against the Bearcats last year. I, I mean, come on. If you watched that game and you weren't like, wow, this 55 guy, he is he is something. But here we are now. Yeah, you know, Chad, it's, it's just funny, you know. That, like, walking yesterday, we're like, because you've got to really tip your hat to Wes. In every postgame presser, he said all the right things. He, yeah. You know. And, he didn't and, go and, overboard. He didn't come off as, like, an ass. Right. Right, but he exactly. made his point. Yeah, exactly, and and to the point where like you know you say those words and then everyone else you know that's going to rile people up and get get the support added on top. So you, you just have to say the right thing. Everyone else will do all the all the work on the side, and then you put together what you need in order to go and make that make make that next move and make it happen. That's that's the steps to making it work, and you know, Aaron, you're. You're, you're getting ready to say something here. What you got? Yeah, he, he made a great point. He read the mission statement, which I brought up here a week ago, and Chad yelled at me that it had no bearing in any point whatsoever. But alas, six You think they later, did that because of their mission statement? Quite, no, they quite today proved my point, Aaron. It's not about the mission statement, it's about the lawyers. Quite the knockout punch. Quite the knockout punch when you read the mission statement the day before. Sent him reeling. No, we're suing you at you two o'clock. I reeling. made a point, and he, I, I, I made a point, and he made the same point. It was very odd, very odd yeah. how well we we think alike, Coach West Miller and I. You know they're. There could be two different movies written about the same situation, and and in one movie it could be that the reading of the mission statement really fired everyone up and, and led to the NCAA approving the waiver. There could be a movie about that. So yeah, call me. I might be. They had to stand up for the student athletes. They realized that when he read their own mission it would, statement, it would be rated PG and would be on Lifetime Network, and we would all watch though. So. Call me naive, but like you can't, it can't be that much longer until Jamil gets his. Like, well, it's going to be because they haven't even decided on his appeal yet. But like, it, it, if it even go, if it even gets denied the first time, you just be like, um, no, so it's you just been denied to the, the first same time. Guy? It's been denied the first time. They are. They have okay. submitted an appeal, and they're waiting on a decision on the appeal. Okay, that as, as already as happened. As as appealed twice, right? For Aziz, yeah, that yeah. had already yeah. happened for Aziz. Okay, so which which is a puzzling thing within itself, man. You know what are we doing, man? There's no like, Which is which? I guarantee you will be the 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 now very justifyingly topic, and the post game presser on Wednesday will now be. What what the heck are y'all doing with Jamil now? You know, I mean, they've already dug themselves a hole to the point where they, if they had any brains and they ever wanted to save their integrity, little integrity they had and smarts, they would have to just, um, they would have to approve everyone in the whole system. Like, there's no because you, there's well, no way the, you can is, go into there, these. Can- <laughs> we don't know if this is the case with Jamil or not, but. 
what I do know and what Aziz referred to when his appeal was denied is that he had multiple medical mental health professionals deem that the transfer was for the, 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 you know, he had a mental health condition, the transfer uh, to be closer to his girlfriend's family in West Virginia and his American family in Akron was, uh, you know, something that was good for his mental health, that Cincinnati had the mental health procedures in place that when he arrived, like he would, he would be going into the right level of like care. Um, and when you're arbitrary on that, like there's no chance that you, that you will hold up in court because they will just submit the evidence in the case. This is a clear student athlete that has documented mental health, uh, issues that he has actively and, uh, uh, you know, um, diligently seeked out help, seeked out information. Like he has followed every step of the way. We don't, because we haven't heard anything from Jamil yet. We don't know a lot about his side of things, but from what we know from Aziz, they know they can't take that to court, Ryan. They got no shot Yeah, for a bunch of, you know, stuffy 70 year olds to say, well, yeah, we're looking at all these mental health things, but we don't think we've decided that you're, that doesn't meet our criteria. Give me a break. Give yeah. me a break. Well, well, it, you know, like you're saying, and, and he mentioned both uh, Aziz and Jamil met the seven criteria. So it, it seems pretty open and shut. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm there with you. It's just dumb. It is. Absolutely is. But, um, but uh, yeah. Okay. We'll see. I mean, that's, you know, we'll, we'll find out. I don't, I don't ever assume anything with the NCAA. I, Brent knows I, I told him that yesterday. Like, I just don't, I think I know how it's going to go, but I will never confidently say it until we get the news that we got today. Yeah. That, that he was clear. Like, see my, uh, my, you know, Candyland ass, uh, Kool-Aid right. sipping, optimist drinking, want to be happy man all the time. Said Chad, I think the NCAA is going to cave eventually. Maybe, like I, I was like, <laughs> I, 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 maybe they do. Like they have in the past. Little did you know, know Chad? I, I I knew it was going to happen. It was yeah. Uh, take your victory lap. Someone from the future said, "Hey Brent, here we go." We're all about victory laps here. Right. Well, well, when when they're warranted, yes. Do do a light yeah, job. Absolutely. A light but, job. Look, man, I've taken more than my fair share. I'm not gonna <laughs> I, you know it 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 was awesome to watch and, and Aaron, I will I, I will give you props. It was awesome to watch Wes have the mission statement right there on the podium with him. You know, this is not just like grasping for straws out of thin air. It's it's literally being well versed and knowing what you're talking about every time that you open your mouth about it. And that's, that had to do a lot with, with everything on top of it too. So oh, that piece of paper was a prop. It had the mission statement on it. Yep. It, oh, no, I, didn't, I didn't mean prop. I meant like, just like having it written. No, out. no, no. I'm, it, it was I, what he, he went to a website or had somebody go, you could, 
Aaron and I speculated on this the other night. Uh, you could see through the paper. It, it wasn't a stat sheet. You, you could see the color on the yeah. paper. You knew it was something. He had somebody go to the NCAA website, find the mission statement, print that out for me, and have I it saw ready. it. I saw it happen. I, I saw it happen. Someone, really? yeah, David ran in, grabbed a piece of paper, and, and a pen, and ran out. <laughs> so, hey, props to everyone involved. But you know what? An elite, you know, an elite shop locker, man. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. Some of these I blocks mean, he does. Wolfie, oh. Wolfie wants to know the important question. Does this make them a tourney team? I, I think yes. <laughs> I mean, I I think that has to be the, the expectation because. I want to see him play a little bit. I want to see how it looks, but right. um, I think it makes them. I think it makes them a team that can very realistically be 500 in the Big 12. And if you're 500 in the Big 12, you're playing in the NCAA tournament. This this might be the equivalent of like adding like a like I mean, people love talking about recruiting and getting high level recruits. Like this is like adding a five star that's already seasoned. It, like like that's yeah. what it is. It's you're adding like Duke. Like if if you go back and you look at Aziz's recruitment. The, the two schools that were immediately mentioned along with Cincinnati were Duke and Gonzaga. Like, just, just let that sink in a yeah. little bit. You know, both uh, – you, you search his name on Twitter, it's Duke and Gonzaga people tweeting saying this would be the perfect center for Proctor to throw alley-oops to next year. And it, so it's 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 big, big time. And uh, you should be excited, fired up, two feet in, ten toes down, one third – never mind gonna leave that there but yeah <laughs> reason for excitement wednesday's a big one uh georgia tech coming to town damon stoudemire they actually just had a freshman big cleared i don't know what he was being held out for but uh supposedly he's, he's a talented freshman big so we'll see what they bring to town um what, what were your thoughts on northern aaron and i thoughts are on the nightcap from last night but what were your thoughts on nku and if ryan watched what are his thoughts on the nku game yeah. Ryan, you want to go first? I uh I was in uh Brown with my family, with my brother. I wasn't I was hanging out with the fam, didn't have time to watch the game. Sorry. That's why we're not I talking the... about West Virginia. I know it was both. It was an <laughs> extended stay. I um, feel you. Well, it's a good one. But... You should go back and check it out. Just don't watch the first 10 minutes. Okay. I saw the um, final score and I was like, all right, like thank God we avenged the debacle oh yeah. of last year and we did it in a good way. When you're scoring 90 points, you're winning by damn near 30. I mean, some good stuff had to have been happening. Yeah. I for me, the main thing I is that like boring. good teams have numerous people that can make play make winning plays at different times throughout games. And uh, you know, the the beginning of the game. It, you know, it, it, it sucked. Uh, it, it, it did feel like, God, how come we can't figure out Northern Kentucky? You know, it, it, it was giving off those vibes. But, it, oh, Taylor Swift saying Travis Kelsey touchdown. But anyway, um, the then all of a sudden the offense started clicking. Defense was really amped up, I thought, as well. And you, st- you saw that run at the end of the first half where Day-Day Thomas is literally popping off the page for me. He's He's – that, that that guy right there is going to be a, a phenomenal player for that was the day day and john newman show that like yeah. 
two-minute stretch that they, they unbelievable defense. Run. Yeah, great offense leading off of that. And then, of course, you know, Deanna mentions it, that Dan Skillings. I, he came in, and I said I tweeted it. I said, you know, he's he's playing extremely active. He got, like, two boards and hit a three and got a put back within the first, like, five minutes that he was out on the court. And, uh, I mean, that's just what Dan Skillings brings. And he, his three was falling. He was, he was getting super, you know, using his athleticism in the right places, choosing when to attack at the right time. I, I thought, I thought he had a great all around game, but kind of a weird game too, where like at one point you're like, what's, what's the, like when he threw up that three pointer with the shot clock going down, you're like, what is, what is Dan doing? And then you look up and you're like, well, he's got 14 and seven. So. Uh, you know what? It's fine. We'll, we'll we'll take that little errant shot, but the way that he was able to to kind of have a huge effect on the second half as well. I mean, you just saw what Dan could can potentially lead into, and the fact that you have two different players recording uh, double doubles. Uh, sorry, uh, Vic had double double back almost, yeah. But, but two different players having a career high in points in back to back games, and then you have a third player who scored twenty points. In the game on Sunday, his career high, yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's crazy. Um, it is the the team shows you things where you're like, wow, this this career is career really high good at team. UC, not not career high. Yes, right, yeah, well, that, career high, high is career at high Division at One. UC, not, yeah. Day, day, yeah, uh, and then yeah, Vic, Vic had it. Career high. Vic had it last game, and then um, Dan. But it's it's almost like. Brent, I think you would agree. This has been best case scenario of like what I've talked about and what we've talked about in terms of like the offensive ability of this team and the ability to spread it around and the ability not to rely so heavily on, you know, if th- if X and Y don't happen, right. Z doesn't happen. Yeah, You know, and it, this doesn't feel like a team that, at least to this point, is, is going to fall into those ruts where one guy goes cold for two weeks or, or two, three games and the team can't recover. Right. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you saw as well, it's like, you know, CJ had had those spurts in the beginning of the year where he's just knocking down threes at a premium Then all of a sudden it's, it's, you know, he's, he's kind of getting guarded. Teams are game playing against it. So what does day day do? He, he gets into the lane, finishes, knocks right. down shots of his own. What, what does Vic do? Dominate the paint because, People are probably a little afraid to help down, and also because you know you, you're figuring out how to how to beat the zone and figuring out how to beat your man as well. Um, it, it's just it's crazy. And and Cmos was the one heading into the season where everyone thought you know he's going to be the leading scorer, he's going to be the guy with with the ball in his hands in the most. But you know what? He had seven assists on on, on Sunday, a quiet seven assists. You know, I had a, I had a really good pass on a backdoor cut that that finished with the lay in by Jizzle. Um, I, you know, it just seems like all the different pieces are slowly fitting together. And like Wes said, we're only four games in, uh, you know, the competition hasn't been, you know, high, high caliber yet, but you know, you're going to face the Georgia tech team on, on Wednesday where you just, you, you get another chance to improve and, and see how you do. And then you, you hit the road for a true road game. And so, yeah. you know, it's going to be growing up quick, but I, I think that, you look around the country. There's a lot of a lot of different teams out there, teams that are in the top 25, teams that expected big years. Where after first three or four games, their fan base is a little you know a little queasy at times, and that's, that just hasn't been the case with with Cincinnati so far. 
No, they've looked good. They've shared the ball. They've they've been unselfish. Nobody is making the ball stick. Nobody right. is making, you know, kind of the action, as Aaron would call it, difficult to watch. Yeah. Because one guy is standing there dribbling the air out of the ball for for eight seconds, 12 seconds, whatever the case may be. Right. Um, they have that's the fun part. The fun part is this is just the tip of the iceberg. For as Wes mentioned, a team with seven, you know, six right now, seven new players in the program. Yeah. They're not even close to hitting on all cylinders yet. No. No. So. I I mean, Chad, look in Bloomington, the, the Indiana Hoosiers. I, I know you don't really follow them too closely, but had just a good to, team last just year. Just to give hell. Yeah, right. Had, you know, had a good team last year, went to the tournament this year. You know they they added you know a five star transfer they added a five star prospect they added good pieces and they had experience returning and they're all saying you know it's gonna take a little time for everyone to mesh it's gonna take a little time for everyone to gel you know they they just played their toughest game against UConn they played a Louisville team who obviously Louisville is whatever they are maybe one of the more confusing teams in the country at this early point but they're a team that's trying to figure it out but not not doing it in a way that shows promise to you. They're not sloppy in in their development, right? Which is right, good. exactly. Yeah, so uh, I mean, Cincinnati's they're 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 showing it the right way, I guess. And I guess it's you know, it's interesting to see how like like John Newman fits seamlessly without being like you know, it doesn't have to be anything volume. And, and people are mentioning the addition of Aziz kind of kind of hurting Odie. I I think it helps Odie if I'm being honest because. It allows Odie to go in and just play, you know, balls to the wall, full, yeah. full of energy. Yeah, I mean, you're right on that. And and be an absolute disrupt, disruptor and not have to worry about foul trouble. Not have to worry about, you know, making a, a, a tough decision that all of a sudden leads to him having to, you know, sit on the bench because, you know, there is another option that can go in and, and, and fill good minutes until he's ready to go out there and just kind of wreak havoc and, and to do, do the things that he's good at doing. So I don't know. I'm I'm probably over my skis, but I think this is an okay time to be over your skis. But uh, it's it's exciting, very Indeed. exciting. <laughs> oh man, are you okay? Do you need a do you need a cigarette break or <laughs> not? Not the cigarette smoker, but uh, yeah, I'll uh, I today I might take <laughs> today I might take one. I don't know. Throw throw a lip in. A little, get your, look, a lip in. man, that's fantastic, Royer. Man, a Zen Bandego, baby. <laughs> there we go. Jesus. But, uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, uh, man. <laughs> good, good time to be a Bearcat, man. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, do you need a towel? I am sweating a little bit. I, I <laughs> um, worked up. But in a good way. Uh, yeah, so game on Wednesday. Um, Georgia Tech, one thirty seventh in Ken Palm, so the highest rated team. But as as Wes mentioned, it's early in the season. Not necessarily, you know, a dominant team by any means. They just lost to UMass Lowell, seventy four seventy one at home. It's one of those John Rossings, the epitome of brutality, losing a bye game. So uh, you know, they 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 beat Howard eighty eight to eighty five. Uh, Ken Palm's got Cincinnati, a 12-point favorite. Um, I don't know. I It's going to be a, a rock in fifth third arena on Wednesday night if I had to guess. Look, based on the numbers for this podcast, 
people are excited. Like, <laughs> especially, it's been a rough season for the other team on campus. And um, this this team through four games has looked good. They erased a very ugly memory from a season ago on Sunday. And then on Monday, you get Aziz. Okay. Like, it, it feels like and the, it's one thing if you have a gun, but you don't have any bullets in the gun. Yeah. When you get all the bullets in the gun and you finally, like, fill that clip and you pop it into place, you feel pretty good. Not that I'm a gun guy. I don't own a gun. I've never shot a gun. Hey, man. But, you know. Royer knows probably. I'm, I'm assuming Royer has uh, used a firearm before, legally, of course, legally, yes. of course. But th does that make does my does my analogy make sense, Ryan? Like it does. Now they not only it's one thing you got to like you got to buy the gun first. You got to have the gun, but then you also have to have bullets in the gun before the gun actually fucking does anything. Safety's got to be off. Got to have one in right. the chamber. They, Right. You want to get more detail? Levels to this. Levels to this. Yes, sir. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting night just because it does change. It answers like if you if you went to talk about this team after four games, almost all of the questions are answered by Aziz Bandaga. Yeah, that's fair. Like post depth rim protection. Uh, can they can they add more of a press and and be more of a, a team that can disrupt you? Can you know like how the rotations exactly? Some of them still felt a little wonky, um, like they were trying to figure out which pieces fit. Now you just have a pretty good idea. Uh, you don't have to own a gun or shoot a gun as long as you've seen John Wick. Fair enough. I don't they did a Holiday and Express last night. I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express in 2023. That has to count for something. <laughs> yeah, I you know I I uh, texted yesterday. Um, uh, you know my my buddies. Uh, I all I said was that uh, I said this team is in Aziz away from being pretty damn good. And then yeah, like let's be happened. honest. Am I saying they're going to be a top ten team in the country? No. Um, am I saying they're going to be a top half of the Big 12 team at this point? I don't know because what they're 47th in RP or in uh Ken Palm and they're like eighth or ninth, seven, like somewhere seven through nine in the conference. I know there were three teams that were all like 45, 46, 47, or whatever. Um, but they're in the bottom half of the conference and they're inside the top 50 in Ken Palm. So does that mean they're going to be a, a top half of the Big 12 team? I would like to think that they can develop into that, absolutely. Um, but at worst, it means they're right there with that group that is, is going to be playing for the NCAA tournament. And then year three, entering the Big 12, you would hope that was where it was at. Now, we try to be realistic. Without these, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot of games in, in the Big 12 that, and there still are going to be a lot of games in the Big 12 that are decided in the final two minutes. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to have to figure out a way to win 
two, three, four of those games if you want to be a team that's over 500 um, and, and playing for something. So, but this certainly changes the math. Yeah. It changes the equation drastically. Yep. It's, it's big time. Um, but yeah, on Wednesday, we'll get a chance to see how it looks out on the court. So uh, that should be a lot of excitement there. Um, you guys want to, you want to timestamp B-ball real fast? Before this yeah, uh, we're going to the mailbag after this, or I, I um, just touch on touch on the other three topics really fast, and then, and then we'll <laughs> roll in this. Quick Paper Supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. They service over 150 restaurants with le- weekly low minimum next day deliveries. They provide a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom printed, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-2029, reference Bearcats, for 20% off your first month of purchases. And we'll get to this next segment. Uh, it, we'll, we'll have it sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Our great friends at Homefield Apparel, their Black Friday promotion is live. All you have to do at checkout, enter Black Friday, one word, all caps, 20% off, site-wide bomber jackets hoodies joggers quarter zips you name it they have it they've got all of the old uh old school bearcat gear logos uh the cats the angry dunking bearcat uh the the block you see you name it they've got it so code black friday site-wide everything on the site 20 percent off Home Field Apparel, uh, it has been it has been great being partners with them and get yourself some uh, some Christmas goodies. Here we go. Yes, uh, I got word that someone saw somewhere in the uh, the bomber jacket the bomber already on, yeah. on, on Sunday, and they said a plus a plus out there. Yeah, no doubt. Um, real fast, you guys touched on it, and then Aaron, you also touched on it on your uh, celebrity fill-in on Sunday morning's Bearcat brunch. But forty-two to twenty-one, uh, six hundred and thirty-four yards to three hundred and forty-four yards. Uh, you can kind of break it down. It, it looked like one of those games where, like, throughout the season, where Cincinnati just dominated. Did you think I was kidding? Back. Uh, no, I don't I, want to talk. I burned the tape, Brent. I burned the tape. I, I agree. I'm I'm literally going to pass it to the guy below me, and then we're going to move on. Um, I I had I, I texted him and told him to burn the tape too, so he didn't even watch the tape. Okay, fair, fair, fair. I don't want to talk about it. We we've had three shows okay. already. Uh, two, three Shavon Mateer enters the transfer portal. Today. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. The uh, it it seems like it has hit this point of the season all across the country as well um first off initial thoughts on on, on that royer obviously he was your teammate as well uh you know no, it's, he wasn't, it's, was he was, was yeah it he was redshirt year redshirt year yeah, yeah redshirt. that's right uh it's it's a mix of the current status of college sports with the transfer portal obviously and it's also the 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 growing pains of a new coaching staff where it doesn't only affect year one, it's going to affect year two and, and potentially year three with just kind of those those holdovers from one staff to the other. But uh, Shaman obviously had, had some very, very bright moments this year. 
he, he was a, a fan of the pod, always in the in the chat saying what's up to uh, you, Royer and Chad. Um, and it just, you know, it sucks to lose him, but uh, probably is it's just kind of status quo for what sadly is the uh, situation going on in, in, in college sports. But I mean, happily in some ways, too. When it, when it comes to allowing players to do what they need, but uh, initial thoughts of that Royer and, and kind of just thoughts of as you know certain seasons hit this point where some programs it, it's heading towards trying to trying to really do well in the bowl game and some some programs it's it's every individual figuring out what's next. Yeah, I was I was surprised. It was not something I was expecting, especially how he was kind of coming on as as the season developed. I thought I thought it would be a guy that you know this coaching staff kind of would find every way to not let that happen, um, but you know when a guy has his mindset, sometimes you can't really convince him otherwise. Um, I don't know if Shaman feels like that he doesn't fit into this offense well, but he seemed to be having some good success. I don't know if there's other teams in his ear that maybe he wants to win more and you know when you lose um as many games we lost lost this year you're it's probably hard to believe the coaches sometimes that next year is going to be any better um but kind of speaking on the transfer i'd like to see guys you know at least wait till the last game's over uh, that would be my one knock on him um i i don't know the logistics of things but it can't be something that would just finish out the season. You know, we're not going to a bowl game. You got one week left. I don't know if there was a falling out, but that would be my one kind of critique of how he's handled this, especially for a guy who was always a, you know, a great, a great team guy, at least from when I was on the team. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, the process is kind of, it, it's haywire. It's literally free agency now. So it's good and bad. But we're in the uh, illegal tampering part of free agency. Yeah. <laughs> the Knights of Gold. Really is that what you're mentioning? I, I didn't say nothing. I don't well, know. Well, there are reports that, that, you know, there's on, just on the X.com, which I hate still the name of X.com, but is what it just is. Just call Twitter. That what? I, I was worried that the writing was on the wall when he was saying, uh, he had he had song lyrics up from Akon. They got me locked yeah. up. They won't let me out. And um, good song. Maybe he liked it. Yeah, that that timing seemed normal. Um, and look, <laughs> I'm not going to ever be mad at a kid. Obviously, as we're we're hoping and rooting for Aziz and Jamil to get here. If if he doesn't want to be here. I, I think kids could be should be free to transfer if and when they want, but I'm with Ryan as far as just wait until the season's over and then go be a free agent. Uh, I don't know that necessarily it was. I think some of the things that Shaman have been putting on social media drew things to a head. It was like, if you want to go, go. Like we're, we're not gonna. I'm gonna force you to play. I don't. I don't think it was specifically Shaman being like, "I'm not playing another game." I think it was more like, "Look, if this is gonna happen, just do it. Just pull the bandaid off. Like, announce you're going into the portal, and we'll move on to Saturday." So uh, I, I don't want to paint it as Shaman like, like begrudgingly stormed out. I want to paint it as 
he was going to leave. He had made that decision. And it was like, all right, then then go. Like if that's that's really what you want to do, that's where your heart is at. We wish you well. Uh, we will sign your transfer portal entry uh, when the time comes. Yep. Um, and then of course this this weekend is is senior day, senior night. Uh, it's got a what seven thirty p.m. kickoff. A little little nip at night for uh, year one of the Scott Satterfield era coming to a close. Um, they they put out the graphic of of seniors. I I don't know if that's everyone who's walking or kind of. I imagine that would be the case. Um, some some seniors listed on the roster that aren't on the picture. Uh, Dorian Jones. Do not assume anything. I know this is what you love to do. Okay. Do not assume anything from any of this. There are probably guys that are not on that picture that won't be back. There are probably guys that are on that picture that that will. So. Okay. I, I'm just, I'm just, I, I've had a lot. Like I said, if, if you're graphic seniors, listen to the graphic interns. Well, and, <laughs> what, what are they, the people haven't made decisions. If, so, I know, if you I, those seniors, I know. Listed on, on the roster as seniors, but are not on the, on the graphic. You can hit my DMs. I'll let you know. Because, uh, but uh, those, there are a lot of decisions that haven't been made. Yeah. So it's it's very hard to do something in this, especially still with the COVID year floating around. Like it, it's very hard to anticipate something like that mm-hmm. uh, until the like guys sit down and make a decision. We talked about this. Royer knows yeah. it. If yes. if if you would have asked me the day after the Peach Bowl, I was ninety eight point three percent sure Kobe Bryant was gone. <laughs> yeah. Everybody thought it. Everybody. Kobe thought it. And then after the game. Same with Curtis Brooks and Marcus Brown. I Yeah. And there's Brooks, guys that. Brooks was probably less likely to come back at that point than Kobe. And I was 98.7% yeah. Kobe wasn't coming back. And just so we can give you a, another bit of. There's guys that are going to want to come back. And the coaches will say, have a nice time. We enjoyed your stay here at the University of Cincinnati. Right. So. You can't ever be too sure. Chad's right. So, look, I know everybody wants to look into it, and and I get it. Like, it, it makes sense as a fan. You would say, well, okay, then all these guys are gone next year, uh, or all the guys that aren't on there are coming back, like, for sure. It's all – what will happen is they'll play the game Saturday. Monday, Tuesday, those conversations will start happening. I know I explain this every year, um, but Monday, Tuesday after the season is is the start of those conversations, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, Thrifty Walrus wants how many are, are going to follow? I, I've said this for how long, guys? If you're a Luke Fickle recruit and you didn't scratch the two deep this year, your best interest, unless you just love the University of Cincinnati, and you want a degree from the University of Cincinnati, like, if I was one of those guys, I I think it would be very telling (laughs) that I'm from the old staff and I've not moved up the food food chain with the new staff in a year. Um, I I would think if you look at that, those guys, you'll see a pretty good number that look to go elsewhere. Um, I know there's a lot of guys that they would like to keep around. 
some of those guys might decide, I appreciate the sentiment, but I'm going to go look somewhere else. So, yep. next day, week, Right. Next and week, I, we should start to get a better feel for that. Uh, but, but what do you got, Roger? I was just going to say that um, I feel like at least this year, maybe even next year, there's going to be that feeling that you feel like there's a lot of guys coming and going because it's just this new process that yeah. we as fans and and people who cover the team that we all got to get used to because this is uncharted territory and it's hard to predict the college the college football athletes mind nowadays man it's just ever evolving as the processes as well um so it might you know there could be things that might look a lot worse than they are but things just got to kind of settle down and get a better picture on how this whole thing goes how this whole process goes it's not fun no no it's it's crazy dude it's good, you know, it's good for the player because, you know, there's a lot of players that get to get out and prove themselves that we might not, might not have never known and get to play in the NFL, like a Brian Cook, for example. But at the other time, it's just it, – it kind of makes it this whole kind of jumbled, still not very controlled mess. Um, and you kind of have – there are guys that might just jump ship, jump ship, jump ship, and they never really get – time to buy into themselves into a program to buy into them and they never really meet their max potential because it's always about, Hey, like we got X amount of money and we got X amount of opportunities for here. Like grass is always greener, but you never really know. So you're going to have a bunch of bullshit. I wonder if that's what kids. happened with Emory, right? Like yeah, very well could be what that's happened great, with Emory. Yeah. Cause you see his kind of his decline through his college career, so to say. He's had moments where he's looked fantastic, and he's had moments where you wonder. After how... yeah, after his year in Florida, they're saying he was going to be a first round draft pick. That's what his ceiling was, and you know, that I'm telling you, stability, stability. Unfortunately, matters. his ceiling, his ceiling had a ceiling fan. His head went right into it. <laughs> yeah, his head got chopped off, man. Oh, <laughs> oh. Everything's full circle here, isn't it? There we go. Well, I mean, um, if you look at the Arizona State mess, like that's that's as bad as a season can go for. And that's losing. That's one. It's losing a whole year, and it's yeah. losing confidence. You know, yeah. it's like, yep. It's it's hard even as a kid. You can't. It's hard to be like, oh, I, none of that was my fault. It was all because we were a bad team. It's like that is always oh, going to kind of sit in the back of your mind. Ryan, you're a Browns fan. How many times have they switched offensive coordinators and at the same time quarterback plays struggled? And when you yeah. run into that same thing at a lower level, at the NCAA level, I would think that it would almost be tenfold. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's still the amount of shit you got to learn as a quarterback. And then not only learn it, you got to step up and execute it at a high level because right. it's a game of inches like we talk about. Inches to make the throw, inches to promote – Big catch, great throw, or interception. It's just – and the game's only getting harder. Hard. So you got to call call more and more complex shit. So. I haven't broken out in a while. You're a child. (laughs) Hard. What was he saying, hard? (laughs) No, so uh, there was – like two summers ago, 
Huggins was in town. And, and at that point, it was still if Bob was ever in town for anything, like all the TV stations would show he, up. And, and essentially, he hadn't yet been face. fired. Yeah. No, this is a year before that. Um, and they asked him about it. UC had been accepted into the Big 12. And they were they asked him about like you know playing like basketball in the Big Twelve, and he's talking about going to Lubbock on nine for a nine o'clock game on a Tuesday night. He's like, you ever you ever been Lubbock? You ever been Lubbock nine o'clock on Tuesday? You ever tried to get back home? It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to get back home from Lubbock. My kids don't get to sleep. It's hard. And he said it's hard like thirty seven times in this interview. So. I began, I began mocking it at that point and I had put it on the shelf. Like I had, I used it. Oh, I beat it to death for six months. Probably. Kathy, Kathy if you're here, Kathy, you hated it, right? I, yeah. You Kathy buried it. You, you dug it back up. You buried it again. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I put it on the shelf and then I just, I brought it back off the shelf. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Kathy Mullaney, come in the chat. Tell us you don't like it. She usually watches like 30 minutes behind. So as we're doing the mailbag, Kathy's going to be like, I hate we'll that shit. Speaking of the mailbag, uh, let's go ahead and get one more time stamp. But uh, real quick, Desmond Briscoe was at the uh, game as an unofficial visitor, 2025 center from uh, Christmas Addicts. Hey, Aaron, who's the famous Bearcat that went to Christmas Addicts? I'm writing the quick paper supply. Okay, sorry. Chad? I remember a guy. I, here's the thing: if, they, if it's a guy, I remember, like he was really good, but then they won a championship when he left. So how good was he? Right, like he got him the Final Four, but you know the titles came. He walked to the Final Four. Uh, I mean, so so the championship teams could run. Right. Uh, yes, Oscar is from was from Christmas Addicts. There you go. There you go. Legendary, like figure in indianapolis history right yeah oh yeah oh yeah that that christmas addicts team was you know first no 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 no. christmas addicts it's a guy oh christmas addicts the man yeah you know i never met the man christmas addicts i just know about the basketball he was i think he had i think he had retired before you were around okay okay fair from life it's not going where i hope we go we're gonna move on yeah from life (laughs) all right quick paper supply time stamp take it away I mean, I, what Jesus you can't just what? spring what? that. Well, and there's going to be a list of visitors coming to town for the game on Saturday. Looks like it's going to be a pretty, pretty juicy, uh, sure. some juicy names on there. So yeah. stay locked in for that. Quick Paper Supply, your local and family owned restaurant supply company for all your non food products. They provide mostly disposable restaurant supplies to go containers, cups, pizza boxes. To-go bags, can liners, napkins, they have been open since 2009 and are one of the largest minority-owned companies in the city. Call Nick, 513-470-2029. Reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. Boom. All right. Boom. Are we doing the home field Aaron, you didn't text me to finish I was blown away. What's that? It got pinned. I pinned it. I, look I was on the website. Text. I was busy. I was on the website. I saw it, so I pinned it. I look forward to that text from you on Monday, Aaron. I didn't get it. 
Well, now I won't pin it anymore. If that's something special between you two, I won't, I won't, I won't invade. He says, he I said, invade your space. I say, let's go. All right. Well, then it's, I'm out. I don't care. I'm, <laughs> I'm out. I don't care. <laughs> Jesus. Well, here we are at the two hour mark starting the mailbag. All right. Well, then fire the question out, Mr. Time Clocker. When Vegas put the early over under at four and a half wins, do you remember your first reaction when we started the season two yeah, and oh, the line the briefly moved to six? <laughs> the line briefly moved to six and a half wins. Do you remember your thoughts, Ryan? We'll start with you. Yes, it probably went on. It went really similar to the way it went <laughs> when I saw Brent, uh, be, Brent in YouTube before the Miami, Miami game, game, where yeah. my exact words to I think to all of you were. We're gonna be rich, and that was yeah. what well, was in my head. Didn't it start Frankfurt? at three and a half? Thirteen and a half? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just remember me and Brent like dapped up and like whispered each other. Here, like, We're gonna be rich. <laughs> I said, I said first like ten oh, rounds that Murphy's on me after the game, baby. We're gonna be rich. <laughs> Literally, man. We might as well just be doing Murphys for the hot dogs at that. I know point. that. I, I still <laughs> went there just the hot dogs. That's that's it. Poverty hot dogs, just like this poverty <laughs> poverty bet that went in for us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plot twist: those hot dogs have been there since you were in school, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> they're just still rolling around. Hey man, keep, <laughs> them keep, keep them hot enough. Yeah. Uh, hammered four and a half. Hammered five and a half. Whatever. Next question. Oh, you hey. got a question coming, Brent. You got a question right. coming. Cool. Let's 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 see it. Bring it. All right. Uh, Rapid fire this individual questions to poke some fun at this season. Oh my god, I already saw this. I don't know how to answer this. Aaron, would you rather rewatch each of our eight losses in a back-to-back -back marathon or make the round trip drive from Athens to Cincinnati where you have to blare Taylor Swift? Well, I, I I will take I will take the round trip drive because it's only three it's hours shorter well, yeah it's shorter two, six two hours each way two and a half hours each way let's say five that's five eight times three 20 that's a day that's a full day <laughs> full, over a full day i mean does espn plus when you rewatch it do they still air commercials in commercial breaks yeah okay so it's like 15 hours it's you like can pass four double Ugh. I'm good. Here's the funny thing. If you listen to Taylor Swift for five hours, uh, it's going to get in your head, and the next time you hear it, you're going to be popping it. to it a little bit. You're going to love it. Scrape my eardrums out with a grapefruit spoon. All right, what's your answer? Brent, <laughs> Brent, on a scale of one to ten, how close have you been to saying you have a wedding instead of having to cover this team? Uh, I've already done it numerous times, so ten. They were No, he means faking a wedding. Yeah. Uh, oh, faking. It's uh, wedding. Wed wedding. Yeah. How many times Chad, did you have sorry, a wedding? Sorry, I have a wedding. I won't be able to be there this week. Oh, man. Well, actually, I did just have a wedding come up this Saturday, so I will not be there. So <laughs> there you go. No, you have to be there. No, 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 no. There's no getting yeah. out of this one. You have to be there this week. All right. Royer's question. Go. Royer, what has the general vibe what has the general vibe been when speaking to your former teammates about this team? Do they eventually think it will get better? Also, would rather would you rather rewatch every loss or have to be thrown into the fan completely sober ten times? <laughs> oh shit! 
Um, the vibe has been acceptance of the suck and not very optimistic about um, the, the Look, future. guess what? <laughs> at, at, at two and two and nine, nobody's optimistic about shit. No. Or yeah, three, I'm and, not... three and eight, whatever. Three and eight. My bad. Yeah. My bad. I, I, I robbed I would... him of a win. Yeah. Um, and I would, dude, I'm telling you, those fans can be brutal and without a couple little armor plates of beer around your head i don't know if it's good <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're watching the games i'm gonna do the fan though i'm gonna was, have was to. that a was that a subtle was that a subtle steel reserve reference the armor plates <laughs> oh i don't know what that is no but... he's talking about on the fans I'm talking about Steel Reserve being one of the worst malt liquors I've ever had. Uh, Chad, is there a part of you that is laughing at the fact that all of the new Bearcat podcast sites jumped into the game when things were good, and now they have to deal with tough times like this? Life's a bitch. Then it comes at you fast. Hey, now. Here we go. Right. Lions right. do not concern themselves with the opinions of sheep. Ooh. A warrior Unless does not need a weapon. Unless a it's hungry, is a weapon. I just, I just hungry, saw this comment. Unless it's hungry, and then the lion eats the sheep's face off. Ah, yes, there you go. One of the two. Aaron, Aaron was listening to Taylor Swift, and at, at minute forty-five, he crossed over the yellow line, never to be heard from again. <laughs> well, if you do that, and you are heard from again, you can head to Danco Transmission and Auto Care. <laughs> Danco Joe got your back. Did oh, Brent lose more money him. betting on? Did Brent lose more money betting on UC football this year, or the singular game time bet Ooh. against Chad? Ooh, good you question. Thousand dollars. Good question. I don't um, think, I don't you know, know what? I I won a lot of money that piss that that Pittsburgh game. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, um, I did too. Yeah, like I won. Yeah, I won a good and amount. EKU as well, and UCF, but. Uh, yeah, other than that, it was uh, after um, Miami, I was like, I'm out in this. I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not... did you lose more than a thousand dollars though, Brent? Is the question, uh, you know what? Yes, but uh, you have to remember the wins, you can't remember the losses. It's, it's short term memory when it comes to this game that we play. You're the most long winded person, I know. and by the way. You're never. I'm never going to allow you to pay off that bet because I always want to have it to hold over your head. Hey, you know what? That's fine. That that is okay. okay. Because I don't need the thousand dollars. I don't want the thousand dollars. Say as well. So I, I I just want. It's like the slap bet in uh, How I Met Your Mother. Right. Okay. I just want to have it to to have and hold <laughs> and yeah. take for walks. I, I'll I'll be here for it. How about that? <laughs> All right. Uh, over under one and a half student athletes that were on the senior day poster back repping Cincinnati next year. We're not allowed to talk about that, Mark. Next question. Uh, I'll go over. I won't talk about it, but I'll say over. But like, I don't know anything, but I'm guessing. Next question. Okay. What are your odds, Radosevich or the Godfather catches a pass this weekend? 0.01%, uh, slightly better than a chance Royer catches a pass this weekend. Okay. <laughs> so you're plus, saying plus, there's a chance. 10,000. I would love to see those odds. Maybe put a little bit of 
money on it. Sprinkle a little bit. I would throw it. I would try to throw a touchdown pass to Dante if you had the chance. Kathy, <laughs> she made it. You mean in that awesome package we used versus Miami? Yes. <laughs> like at one point, at one point in time in this show, we had Wes Miller on. What is she answering? All right. We talked about her like 30 minutes ago. I said that. In 30 minutes, Kathy is going to show up and comment. In the middle of the mailbag. She watches 30 minutes behind. Uh, Any likelihood of the wide receivers to use their COVID year, Braden Smith or Xavier Henderson in particular? Uh, I don't think Smith has one. I think this is his sixth year. Like I think he's out. I think Xavier has one. We'll see. He wasn't on. Like, that's going to depend picture. on draft grade and, like, a lot of things. So, uh, I, I, I couldn't answer that question uh, with any actual intel. I, I can't answer it that Braden Smith will not be here because he, I don't believe he has any. I don't believe he has a COVID year. I, I think this was year six. That's the end of the football mailbag moving into the basketball mailbag. Do want to point out? Do you want to point out thank you to 100 we've never had 150 people here in the mailbag it's unbelievable no. there are 150 people here good day to be a bear cat man good day to it's be a good day i, I think they've left their computers just running <laughs> i don't think so right i mean right all right I don't, I don't um think they like us any info you can share on the recruitment of davion thomas seems like a great get so far who was lead recruiter what other schools were heavily after him etc i honestly don't fully remember like it was there was one other um brent you probably remember better than i did it, it came down to uc and and one other power five it was somebody i think it was somebody out somebody that re, like is has been For some reason tcu's popping in my head I, I don't know West Virginia was oh. upset about it, right? No, it was West Virginia. Yeah, it was, it was. West wow, Virginia was. Yeah. Pulling something. There you go, bud. As soon as he said it, I knew he was right. West Virginia was definitely heavily involved. Um, it was a guy that that Cincinnati saw at one of the like like while there is AAU uh going on in the summers, there's also JUCO events. Uh, that are showcases for guys that that are you know maybe slipped through the cracks and uh, due to COVID and and bad grades. Davion has talked about that. He kind of slipped through the cracks, and um, they found him at one of those events. And I just remember the buzz almost immediately of like, this kid might be special. Like this kid might be might be legit legit. And then you know they kept. They kept tabs and they they went down to Kilgore and watched him and um, they became just as the staff. The more that everybody saw him, and then you start to get watching him uh, play some games, it's like, man, I I think this guy can really, really, you know, be a high level Big Twelve starting point guard. Um, and they pushed harder than anybody else did and got the job done. I mean, he he talked about it uh, through his commitment that like. The staff did a great job recruiting him and selling him on this was the place that, that he was supposed to be. So 
identification, man. Like go find, go find the type of guys you're looking for, recruit them hard and land. That's my suggestion. Hat tip to Terry Nelson for mentioning it on the broadcast, and it stuck out to me as something worth noting, and it has been in my head since. So Texas A&M actually, I think the state. There you're you bound go. to Kansas State was the one that was in my brain. Get something the purple, yeah. Uh, they were originally watching his teammate, right? No, it was, um, I believe it was a show. Now they might've gone to see Kilgore and like that put him on the radar, but I know the first time they really like dialed in on him was at, uh, like they, the, the Juco events are kind of all-star events in July, June and July. Um, you're not playing with the team. You're just, they have like the top 75 or whatever Juco prospects show up. And they put them all on teams and they run an event uh, kind of based on that. So um, there might be a little bit of truth in that, but I know like when they started to get serious, it was from the the spring and summer stuff that was more individualistic. And a lot of places, a lot of staffs just send their coaches, they'll send a coach to that, that event for that reason. Just watch. And if you see something, let us know. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how that played out. This is maybe my favorite question in the mailbag. Curious to see what your guys' answers are. Would you trade Jizzle James for years remaining and Dayday Thomas two years remaining straight up for Isaiah Collier? Probably a one and done. Collier 21 points per game, three rebounds per game, 3.8 assists per game. And Day-Day and Jizzle James, 23.5 points per game, 4.5 rebounds per game, and 5.3 assists per game. Probably. That's a great question. A great question. I'd, I'd probably just take Collier because he's going to be – it's pretty clear, I think, that he's the best player in this class. Um, if you get to get one of those, even if it's for a year, it changes so much, like, on the recruiting front. Um Ask me in two years, three years, I'll probably have a different a different answer. But seeing what Collier is doing right now at the beginning of his USC career, man, he's as special as as we all thought he was. When I started watching him and he was ranked in the 30s, and I'm like, there ain't a point guard in this class better than this dude. Like we talked about it on here. Aaron and I talked about it. I remember like there he's better than any other point guard in this class. He went and better than yeah, well, that was late, but I'm like, or I'm talking about when my first, like when I first got eyes on him, and he was number one by the time we saw him, or it was like top three. It I'm was talking about, but it was, it was important enough that he was at Sycamore yeah. that we went and saw him. Like, I yeah. mean, that's that's bananas oh, in and of itself. High school team got nil money for that, um, but just from that first, like first watching him, was like, oh my god, like this dude, this dude is different the way he can pass and, and he's showing more scoring ability now that he didn't fully have back then. Um, I, I hate myself for saying it because I love Jizzle and Day Day and what they're going to do for the program over the next two and four years. But Zay was, Zay was a big deal. Zay was, that one stinks. Still. Well, give me, give me Day Day and Jizzle. They're doing some things. And it's yeah, a lot harder to a lot a lot harder to replace two dudes than than one dude. 
Brent, anything? Nah, you guys got it. What would you do? You're Answer right. the damn question. Um, I'm on. I'm right, on Chad's right. side. Uh, Writing your article for it. Saturday. What's up? <laughs> what you say? He asked if you're writing your article for Saturday. I, yeah, I actually am writing. Just getting it out of the way. <laughs> I'm writing the intro right now. It it was a long, cold night. In yeah. Oh, um, man. I mean, a lot of things you maybe have ever said on this podcast. There are a lot of ripple effects when it comes to adding a five star and not only a five star, as Chad's saying, arguably the best freshman in the country, probably the best freshman in the country. Probably um, the best, like, oh, like number yeah. one prospect. Right. right so now in college there's basketball. a lot of ripple effects when it comes to that, but, um, and, and yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, you want to side with that, but you know what? I tell you what, Day Day Thomas is, is, is doing things for me, man. He is doing things for me. Here's the impressive part. There is an impressive part for Cincinnati in all of this. Mm-hmm. They went full blast. They knew they needed a point guard. Yeah. They went full blast after a guy that shot from fringe five-star to number one player in the class. They recruited him all the way to the absolute bitter end, and they still, still managed to get Davion Thomas and Jizzle James. Yep. I, I don't think people understand how hard that is to do in recruiting to to put all of your resources seemingly in one basket and still be able to go out and not end up when if they pick somewhere else if you finish second which it happens a lot everybody every think, kid has a school that finishes second and good I, I i would think the fact that jizzle is the son of an actual superstar he only makes that out. even more difficult. I'm just saying, I would think that would, that would be even more difficult to continue to put him almost as, as not, I but don't want to say that's my second point. priority, but he. They didn't. They sold, instead, they sold those two on playing together. Like they were, like, as the decisions that's were being made, it's a delicate They wanted to play together. Dance. And this staff navigated it perfectly. Perfectly, because to miss out on that, most schools that miss out on an effort like that are 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 in trouble. They're hurting. They're searching in the portal. They're they're doing whatever. Yeah, and Wolfie's right. They've done a great job of identifying talent before they blow up. Yeah, but you know, I, I just think it needs to be mentioned that you have to give them a hat tip for the ability to land the two guys that they did, even though they didn't end up getting Collier in the end. All right. Uh, play of the game. Sorry, Brent. Uh, when you want to come back, I muted you. You were breathing awful heavy over there, bub. I think it's just where your mic was. Um, play of the game. Skilling, Spider-Man dunk, Day-Day's loose ball. Dive in possession with the outlet pass to Newman for fast break layup, or the alley oop pass to Jizzle for the you thought I was gonna dunk play. Uh, for me, it was uh, the day to day loose ball dive in possession with the outlet pass to Newman. But 
I, I think I agree. Like looking back on it, that was a that like that was a better play. I still think the Skillings dunk was the best dunk we've seen this year, but I like the the loose ball dive and the outlet pass to Newman for the layup. That's that's it as well for me. Kathy, I'm sure you have been here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Royer, you don't have a – you didn't watch, so you can't comment. I'm going to go with Spider-Man dunk. (laughs) It wasn't. Uh, Kathy says she has been here for the whole show, unaware that uh, that comment is 10 minutes after uh, we talked about her (laughs) commenting late. Kathy, um, so if you if you scroll over the screen, like there's a thing that'll come up, like a a time bar. You're not all the way at the end. You're not live. You're like you're always like ten minutes behind. It's okay. And I, I know it's moving on. It actually, it's better Uh, content than Kathy's ten minutes behind. (laughs) No. Agreed. He's a one point. The last, the last question, the last question in the mailbag for the basketball portion. Any breakdown on the new walk-on point guard? He scores almost twenty points a game. I I don't know anything about him. Preferred walk-on. I was much yeah in the same ilk as as CJ Anthony. He's a preferred walk-on. Yeah, who has maybe played eighteen minutes, twenty minutes of basketball in his Cincinnati career. I don't have a breakdown. I do think it's interesting. I do think it's interesting that one of our walk-in walk-ons currently has, I believe, the Friar Tuck haircut current, currently going <laughs> on. Don't do that to Chase. Come on, man. You you know you know exactly who I was talking about. Don't do that to Chase. <laughs> That's not nice, man. He did it to himself. Moving on to the last portion of the mailbag. Uh, rapid fire. This is the the Banks portion. Rapid fire. Nashville or Austin? I'm I'm I've not been to Austin. I've been to Nashville, so I, I'll, I'll go Nashville. I haven't been to Austin in a while. I have been to Nashville recently. Nashville stinks, uh, so I'll take Austin. I feel like I'd like Austin more. What you got, Brent? Ah. I, ooh. Oh, Royer, go. I've been to Nashville a bunch of times, yeah, always had fun, but it's definitely on the decline. Hmm, interesting. Man, I absolutely love both cities. Uh, it, it, I have had diabolically <laughs> fun times in both places. Um, Illegally fun times. Of course, I, have, I have woken up in places <laughs> that you guys need to DM me and ask about because the story is phenomenal. Uh, but you know what? It's, it's like... Na- it's like Austin is the new Nashville type feel, as as you're kind of saying, Royer. Um, I think uh, both of them have their allure. If if you like going out on like a lake one night, you know, I mean one day, hit up Austin. If you like just roaming Broadway or whatever it's called, just getting wild and having fun, then it's it's Nashville. Live music, a little I think it's, I think it's the bachelorette parties. Like, yeah, it's, it's too it's much. Turning to- it's turning it's too, a country. I think it's Vegas. the country music. But there's also a little PTSD from what happened in Nashville that we, we're Yeah, that's a big yeah, I don't want to ever go back there. Like mm-hmm. Kelly's sister lives like 40 minutes outside of Nashville. And when we would go see her, we would go to Nashville. And now I'm like, I'm good. I just I won't go inside I, of Bridgestone Arena. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. 
Key West or Catalina Island? I'm going Key West all day. I love Me Key West. Well. I haven't been to either, but I just think Key I West. Key West is Key West is cool, like more fun. Catalina is very. You never been to the okay. Catalina Wine Mixer? Come on, Roy. I've actually been. Eighties Cat- Billy Joel. Only. <laughs> have you actually? Has anyone here but me been to Catalina? I've never been to Catalina though. Do you guys know what it is? It's where the wine mixer is. It's like a little island outside of California, right? It's right. It's L.A. It's it's like right off, like it's a little island off of L.A. You they have there's no roads there. You like you have to, you can't get there outside of like ferry. Like you have to. So it's it's very pretentious. It's eh. where we're going. There are no roads. You gotta gotta take a uh, a, a chopper to get there. So yeah. Somebody called really, a chopper. If, if your brother sells helicopters, you know, you got to get yep. set up for a nice little party uh, there. Oh, yeah. Prestige World Wide. Wide. Red, wide redhead wide. or. Boats and hose. Uh, redhead, redhead or, or brunette. brunette? Kelly was a brunette, so I'll go brunette. Uh, but in, earlier in life, redheads were a lot of fun. But it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Brunette. Brunette. Brunette is the answer. Brent, you got a crazy redhead story. Oh, man. Yeah. Yet again, DM me uh, if you would like that info. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, my girlfriend is blonde. I'm going to avoid those DMs. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to plead the one, two, three, four, fifth. One, two, three, four, fifth. <laughs> I don't have to plead anything uh, anymore. Follow up, follow up question. Since follow up question, since this was too fast, and Aaron can sense that he has won, and the show is ending. I I never feel that way with the mailbag. Uh, Brent, what was your favorite road trip wedding location, and why? You know, I I'm also gonna. Does that say, mean you I, actually had to take a road there, or did you hop a hop a plane? I I love all color hair. Just wanted to shout that out real quick. But anyway, um, again, real fast, uh. Of my favorite wedding location, man, Ireland was was phenomenal. Um, there's no doubt about that. You know, You've I, been I, not a road Ireland trip. You got in a plane. You got in a plane. Yeah. That's not a road trip. Royer, Royer, Read the Royer, question. We've talked about this. What kind of asshole is like? I'm getting married, and all of you have to go to Ireland to see it. It was phenomenal. That's a special kind of asshole. France, um, <laughs> Spain. Uh, Jesus, what the hell? <laughs> Los Angeles. These were the fun. people he was in the, the cotillions with learning how to use which <laughs> fork to use. He didn't want to well say be. it, but he's actually been to the Catalina wine mixer. With, with <laughs> prestige worldwide. We're trying to raise the brand. No one's buying it. Um, yes, yeah, sir. I mean, they're all, they're all great. For their own special reasons. Reed, I know who they're talking about. It's a it's a walk on point guard that just committed uh, yesterday, and I he's a walk on point guard. I don't know a whole lot about him, other than like I, I've looked at his stats on the internet. Um, I've never seen him play. He's he's an unranked walk on point guard. We love walk ons. That's the mailbag. Get us out of here, Brent. 
Get us out of here. Nobody Brent. loves nobody loves walk-ons more than us. We love them. And the 132 baby. people who stuck with us for two and a half hours, you sickos. Well, they're just happy. Aziz Bandago is cleared. He's eligible. They're happy. They're not sickos. They're happy. Thank you, Wes, for coming on. We love Wes. It's very cool. Shouts to Wes Miller. Shouts to, to you know, Danco Joe. Danco Transition Outcare. Shouts to Homefield. Shouts to Quick Paper Supply. Shouts to everyone, man. You know what? It's a disease bandago day, man. Shouts to the Rumi. What's up, Rumi? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, whoa. Sir. Hey. <laughs> hey. All right. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, Shouts, the to that guy. Shouts to that man. That's right at the end. <laughs> On the way that. out the door. But hey, uh, you know what? Really good news today. Um, the right thing happened, but there still needs to be one more right thing to happen. So you know, it's not over. I think uh, Coach West definitely voiced that opinion. Still free Millie. Jimbo Reynolds obviously needs to hear the same good news that Aziz did. Um Everyone's going to keep pushing for it, and, and we're going to keep covering it here on BCJ as well. So uh, if there's nothing else to add, we got a big basketball game on Wednesday, Georgia Tech. Football senior night, nip at night. It was a cold, crisp November night in Nippert Stadium. I, that's the beginning of my uh, recap of the, of the game. So uh, read that coming out of the woodwork. But uh, you know what? For uh, broadcast partners, good friends. Everyone that's that, that's here locked in and, and, and loaded, Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, and Ryan Royer. I am Brent Young yet again. This was a fantastic BBP presented by Bearcat Journal. There it is. Dot com. See ya. <laughs>